How about it, Tom? <laughs> How about it, Tom? For old time's sake? One more, one more time around. Tell Michael there was only business. <laughs> I always liked him. Nothing personal, eh? Just business. That was Abe Vigoda, right? Abe Vigoda! Welcome to Coffee with Conventions! Right! I'm Abe Vigoda! I'm Sal Tessio! That's right. Oh, wow. That was a. Uh, how did I munch that up? I know, because I'm yeah. back. But. Yeah, it's all good. And this is Tom Hayden. Hi. I'm a consigliere for the, uh, the, for the Corleone family. I'll take care of your every want and desire. <laughs> and if you uh, really peck them off, I'll be the one to help bury you, too. Yeah. Okay, so the power word for today, folks, is consigliere. If you can uh, call us right now at 503-395-5040 and give us the word, you will win absolutely nothing. All right. We can well, talk we should, to us. We could, you know, get people to win stuff. All right, yeah. your camera's fixed. Hey, all right. No, and I'm, we're no, back. No, it didn't, it didn't help all this, but we're going to roll with it. Yeah, we're back. We yes. are back. Uh, back. Okay. Uh, sorry. That was a. Uh, that was actually. Uh, I planned that, but I didn't plan. St- Why did I stop? I hit this button and we, I stopped the it thing. Was, it was finally uh, a finally arranged thing. We came hot on people's laps. We just right there. Right. Yeah. In I front just. Of I just hit. For some reason, I hit the space bar over here, and I just stopped the <laughs> intro. And so that was dumb. I, I, so we're. Uh, it's a Friday. I, yeah, I know. It's been a like. It's been a crazy two weeks. That's why. Mm. So we, yeah, and my body isn't sore anymore. Let's put it that way. Is it beyond sore? No, it's fine now. Is it numb? Yeah, it's fine. But I, I, I laid in bed once. Oh, like this week, just That's like good. thinking, wow, I'm really sore. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's not nothing. I don't have a medical problem or anything. What it was is I was yeah. moving heavy equipment around for the last two weeks mm. at various locations. Yeah. That would be production equipment. Yeah. That would be like stuff that's in here that weighs like 50 pounds a case. And more. And, uh, I, yeah. and I said to myself, I'm not 29 anymore. What? <laughs> I was yeah. <laughs> I'm not 29 any. I, I I actually had a Jack Benny in the shower. See, that's just what like, I was gonna but say. But I can't. I can't do it. I we can just say, no. stick with 39 yeah. forever. Yeah, you know? I'm, 39. I'm 39 years old. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what what was that? What was his dude's name? Oh, see. was it Jeeves or something? No, Rochester. 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 I'm not 39 anymore. I, I don't know. I have right. no idea. I mean, you Jack had that Benny. really gravelly voice. You know, Rochester, yeah. daddy, Jack. Uh, that was a weird show. Mr. Benny. Oh, that's great. That was the, the, when they moved it to early days of yeah. television. You watch the the Jack Benny program, right? Starring Jack Benny. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, all right, yeah. Right. It's it's funny because no one really knew what they were doing at that yeah. time on early TV like that, and so. But you, it was just yeah. It, w- it was very stiff, right? Because in uh, this radio show, he's fluid. The timing it, is just bam, 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 bam. It, and in live TV, it's not bad. No, it's not bad, but they had to like stop while the people clapped, you know? They're like yeah. clapping up. And so you can tell them they want to say they're lying there. Yeah, it, it was it it was weird. It was definitely vaudeville on television. Yeah. And and it wasn't bad. I mean, it's watchable. All yeah. those programs are. They're very interesting. Yeah. But like when you watch Jack Benny and then you watch I Love Lucy, you realize how good. Yeah. 
the whole Lucy Desi Arnaz thing really was. Right. Like yeah. how how like brilliant like top notch. Yeah. You know that was. Yeah, J- Jack was. You know, Jack but yeah, right, guy, right? Yeah. The Jack Benny program. Right. And with. Look- Jack Benny. <laughs> That's right. And he'd come on his ra- his radio shows, the great, because he would come on and say, "Hello, everybody. This is Jack Benny talking." No, yeah, he would do. Yeah, he would do. Um, let's see, the TV program. Mm-hmm. He'd do like a monologue at the beginning, right? <laughs> you know, the other day, <laughs> the other day, I was getting buying some milk. And here's what happened. And then they'd go to the set, and Rochester, <laughs> Rochester would. Is it Rod? No, Rochester. Wait. Was yeah. he white? No. No, 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 no. He was, he was an African American gentleman. No, 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 no. I think I don't think Rod. I think for the TV program we did not have. I think we had a, well, I, a white guy. I saw guy. one where he opened really? up the door and Mary Mary Livingston walked in and he was like talking to her. Where's Jack? All right. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Ed, I just remember Eddie some Anderson. big white guy. Oh, that's Don Don Wilson. He's the uh, Don Wilson. He, he's the guy that does the intro. The Jack, the Benny, Jack Benny program. Right, that's Don Wilson. Starring yeah. Jack, Jack Benny. Benny. I'm Don Wilson. Right, Don Wilson. Let's see his band leader yeah, I don't, was I don't uh, Phil Harris. His uh, singing, his singer oh. was uh, Dennis Day. Not a good look. Nah. You know, I mean, back <laughs> I have <clears throat> the Black Butler. Right. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's, I it's mean, hard but to... then you have Robert Guillaume, right? Guillaume? Robert Guillaume. Who, who like, Benson. 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 Yeah. In the 70s. Right. That was a who, he passed away recently, in, right? Last year, yeah. Yeah. He Very recently, like, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Robert then you Guillaume. have Norman Lear. <laughs> yeah. Black comedy. Or, well, but this was white. I don't know. Boy, let's step in it. <clears throat> right. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee the and Promotions. Jack Betty program. Right. No. Let's not talk about institutionalized <laughs> racism. Oh. Yeah. I remember, though, hearing. What a, am I doing? Uh, I don't know. But I remember Neither hearing I. an interview one time <laughs> of. Yeah. Uh, Rochester, the guy who plays Rochester's name is Eddie Anderson. Eddie Anderson, and they were. This is this is far after the show's been over. It's like in the seventies. Everyone's an, you know oh, sure. older gentleman now. I, I, and I they asked him, "Geez, Benny died in the seventies, early eighties, something like that." Se- yeah, I think he passed away in like seventy six or seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. And they they asked oh, Eddie Anderson, well, "Geez, I mean, they they said a lot of like really kind of off color, <laughs> racist, racist kind of jokes." And his his response was, "You know, uh, in a town where you could never even get a job." I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I thought, eh, you know, I, I understood where he's coming from, but you're but you're right. You you listen back to those now, and you just wince. Like, ooh, yeah, there's a, there was a few overt, you know, really overt, uh, out there <coughs> racial comments. I'm like, oh, he, come on, died Jack. Eddie, Wikipedia is literally Eddie Rochester Anderson. Eddie Rochester uh, Anderson. He died in 1977. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, when did you just. Yeah. Jack Benny program. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Jack Benny fan, especially of his really? early radio days. And he um, just kind of had this weird person. He, he died in '74. Yeah, Jack Benny. I remember 74. he was one of those. Oh, he was 80 though, so he was old. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, 
Well, he was. You know, he, the the funny thing about him was he was actually in the Navy during World War One. They were all, you know, the, all <laughs> yeah. those guys, yeah, all those comedians. They were all at in the war or in the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they, I, I, I like. Yeah. Well, even Jimmy Stewart, all these people. Jimmy Stewart it was like in the Air Corps or something. I yeah. want to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all these people, they have all these war stories, mm-hmm. right? And then some of them, I think they. Well, if you were, uh, you know, one of our former. Great, air quotes, mm-hmm. uh, presidents, you were in the war department making war movies. <laughs> right. And then making more movies. And then becoming the governor of California. Right. And then becoming president of the United States. If you don't know who we're talking about, just Googling bedtime for, for Bonzo. Bonzo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so those, a lot of those guys, they went off to war. Yeah. And then they came back, and it was like, let's be funny now, <laughs> you know? The one, okay, the best, uh, there's probably good ones, and they would take, a, you know, like Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Yeah, Ed McMahon, all of those people. Yeah. Uh, which you'd think they're artists, you'd think they'd be like deserters or like off to Canada or somewhere, I'm back, you know? Right. Um, but but I guess it's, you know, the Great War, Dang. the greatest generation, Happily World War II. Yeah, you didn't off, yeah. run off. You you went, no. I'm going to Italy. Right. I'm going to kill some fascists. I'm going <laughs> I'm to... I'm off to kill fascists. Kill the Nazis, you know. Yeah. But the, 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 the best actor war story that I've ever read about... Okay. ...was... Brrr. I know, I know, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the ding. Well, it's... Uh, okay. He's a famous horror guy. Okay. England. England. So there's three three that you think of, great horror guys. Okay. And they were all friends. Okay. There's a great picture of them together when they party and drink. Yeah. Uh, the one we, we, we know really well is Vincent Price. Vincent Price, of course. Then the one that we know real well who they, they you know, brought back, brought back to life in, uh, in new Star Wars movies... Uh, Peter Cushing. Yes. The Van Helsing and all that stuff. Yeah. And the third is... Okay. Can you think of it? Uh, well, I know. See, when I think of them, I think of like... And uh, two of them have been in Star Wars movies. I think of like Boris Karloff. No, he, no, he no, no. That's more Hollywood. Movie. We're kind okay. of more English. English. So we got Peter... No, I can't... Vampires think. and was also in Star Wars, in, in some Star Wars movies like Peter Cushing was. Mm. How about Christopher Lee? Christopher... Yeah, Christopher Lee. Right. Gotcha. And he – so I read these, these this thing about Christopher Lee, uh-huh. right? Because he passed away two years ago now. He, he, yeah. He was one of those who passed away. I mean, he was old, but, you know, he, he was like he was like doing YouTube videos and stuff. And, like, also, like, what, Lord of the Rings, right? Several yes, years Lord ago? Yes, Lord of the Rings. I, I could I could No, not no, Sauron, he's, but, uh, he's Gandalf. No, he's no. not Gandalf. Ian McKellen's Saruman. Gandalf. Saruman, thank you. Yeah. He's Saruman. He's not Gandalf. Ian McKellen is Gandalf. Ian McKellen, yes. Um, <clears throat> you're right. He was Saruman. Uh, so, so he uh, he was doing YouTube videos up until he, yeah. he died and stuff like that. I mean, he was like, people loved him. You know, fan favorite. Yeah. Heavy, like heavy vampires, metal too, right? Fan, yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. He, he, did, he did Star Wars. He did Lord of the Rings. He did uh, uh, a vampire these vampire movies with Peter Cushing. You know, yeah. I don't know if they if they, this might be trivia that the yeah. three of them, Price Cushing and Christopher Lee. I wonder if they maybe you know the people who are out there fans are probably like, no, they did, they did a movie, yeah. whatever. Um, 
but he I remember reading his biography. I was very interested, and he he did. I I, I should pull it up. Okay, he was a commando in wow. World War Two, and he's a he's a big guy. He was tall. Like yeah. if you think of him, like on the screen, he was like over six feet tall. He so was like a tall, commanding presence, a substantial, athletic, tall guy. Yeah. And when you see him, I tell you, those vampire movies, especially in the '60s, yeah, uh, and they get they get a little saucy. They do. The- they get real saucy. Like we're talking like uh, not G-rated. No saucy. Like no. because you know if you're gonna do vampire stuff and evil stuff, people people's got to get naked. Right. No. I was like, hey, was I, I got like one? one of these things in the bargain bin with uh, once with Christopher Lee and Score. Peter Cushing. Yeah, you know, and it's like modern. It's like a mo- It's like the modern vampire stuff, right? Mm, mm, yeah, and I think Cushing's Van Halen. He's like investigating the vampire, and there's this cult, right? Satanic cult. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This will be a little scary for Halloween. Maybe, you know, share it with the kid. We'll, <laughs> you know, get in up there to start watching the scary movies and stuff. Yeah. First five minutes, naked birds, like, oh, laid out yeah. for the satanic thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I guess not. Was Which that- is silly because would this be Europe? Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. No. Was that, though, is that the old, like, Hammer Studios? Yes, Hammer. Yeah. Hammer. I, lo- I love those, man. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool, some good old horror. And all of a sudden, like, there's all these naked girls running around, satanic blood. Uh, not, yeah. not that I had a problem with that at all. But, right, but, right. but it's like, it's like when you, the first time you watch uh, yeah. uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy. Yeah. Right, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Fre- I mean, yeah, okay, you're like psycho. She's in the bath. Yeah. You see a thing? Kind of, yeah. She's naked? Yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't know. Body but you're expecting What's going on? Yeah. But then you see Frenzy and it's like, whoa! Alfred, <laughs> I just saw some... <clears throat> Alfred got a little saucy that movie. He decided to ramp it up. Yeah. Well, it was the 60s, man. Yeah. It was the 60s, man. Well, let's, did... go, let's go. <laughs> let's go watch a Hammer Studios or Frenzy and listen to some yard birds, all right? Are you here? Let's go check here. out some birds and then listen to some yard birds. I'm wearing my turtleneck. Are you wearing your turtleneck? Let's go watch it. It's the Jack Benny program, <laughs> starring Jack Benny. That's right. Anyway, R- written by. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, how would you like to be though? Uh, how would you like on, to be a German? Tom. Yeah. For old time's sake. Can you help me out here? <laughs> right. Can you just tell him it wasn't business? Tell or it Michael. Was just business. Yeah. It's just business. Nothing, nothing personal. I always liked him. Anyway, uh, that's all we're gonna do is just quote stuff right. all day. Cause right. Well, how would you anyway. like to be though? You're you're in uh, let's say topless you're, in you're a in hammer France. movie. Yeah, to- well, that too. <laughs> in a satanic scene. No, but you're, you're <laughs> I don't in... think e- either you or I would be like cast. No, but that would be good for yeah. our curmudgeons hammer esque. Halloween film. And it's like there's Jay like out there. It's just like you know. It's like, Holy cow! That's a spammer studios. That's not a Hammer. And here I am with my can sticking out. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my gosh, he's got a you know. Put a put a man's ear on that. He, he's got a, a bro. Big, yeah, he's got a bigger set than the lady actress does. Oh. He, I, you know, the f- funny thing is, uh, they wanted to put me in pasties. Yeah, because they just couldn't handle the full on. Pasties. Yeah. So I, I it would be like it would a, be 
sixties go go dancers. Manhole covers. Oh, I can't geez. help hubcaps. No, <laughs> I'll do what it takes. You know, I'll, I'll, you suddenly know. we. Uh, it just doesn't matter. There's no you I guys. in hubcaps. It doesn't matter. We made peace with North Korea. It just doesn't matter anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Anyway. <laughs> it is the apocalypse. <clears throat> and then some. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented man. A very, very talented man. In the yeah. apocalypse starring Jack Benny. Yeah. No, anyway. Uh, how'd you like it's to- the North Korea program. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Kim Jun Un and Eddie Rochester Anderson. No man, I don't know. I don't think that that's the. No. Yeah, no, that's not the look. No. Okay, let's that we like there. I mean, yeah. I was reading something. Okay. Oh, this actually did come up in the news about Einstein. Did you read that thing? No. About Einstein? No. Huh. Okay, so this is this is kind of dovetails into kind of what we're talking about, although I think it's a little more dicey. I mean, with television and entertainment, I mean, you don't even dicey. get into the Jackie Gleason stuff. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. smokes, the honeymooners. Even yeah. that, that to me, is just like, it's like, man, you know, we can leave that. You know, God rest Jackie Gleason, but we can leave we can leave that that alone. Yeah, and I, I think. I, I'm really glad that he went on to do uh, Buford T. Justice. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, I mean right, he, did, he was a talented guy. It's just the honeymooners was you talk about really historically, you know, uh, like maybe we don't need to go back to the honeymooners. and people love the honeymooners, but it's like no, you can't yeah. you know. Yeah, the, the stuff with, between uh, Cramden and uh, Art Carney is pretty decent. Yeah, but, but, when has but the their home lives with, with the, their wives. Yeah, was mm. it? that the whole bam off to the moon thing. And, no, that and that like, was that was like in the vernacular. Yeah, the to the moon, Alice. Or yeah, I mean, okay. That, he's always that, shaking his that, fist too. And that for was, me, for me, that yeah. crosses the line. I think so. Yeah, you know, that's like, yep, yeah, no, that you know, that's yeah. Today's standards, just yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not exactly the uh, media. Today we'll have uh, Rise of the Third Reich <laughs> and a Honeymooners short. That's right. It's like, mm, see if you can spot I think we're the okay difference. with that. We don't have to watch that. Yeah. But Einstein. Okay. So here's. So I'm going to bring. Uh, we'll just bring up controversial and crappy things. Can you, can you do it in the Don, uh, Don Wilson voice? Don Wilson voice? Uh, yeah, the Einstein. Tonight, the Einstein Diaries, written by Albert Einstein. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, so, so, so Einstein, mm-hmm. well, we would have it, he was, he gave speeches about humanism. I mean, the whole, like, mm-hmm. you know, the nuclear code and all that stuff. And when he saw, uh, he, did, was he, he was pretty he and Oppenheimer kind of were at odds with each other, weren't they? Yeah, Oppenheimer kind of defending the bomb and kind of. Einstein kind of not, if I recall. Yeah, I think when they got beyond the equation level and it yeah. started to become practical, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is actually... E equals MC, boom! Oh, look, yeah. what has happened now? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, once we were making mushroom clouds and stuff, I think yeah, Einstein he, was really yeah. like, you know, and he was like, look, this is a power that... Yeah. Only very reasoned, smart people should have oh, yeah. and use to, yeah. like, maybe unleash unlimited 
energy to help humanity or something like that. He was like definitely not yeah. down with the nuclear holocaust. Yeah, he was a part obviously. of the uh, we're not ready. Well, he, he gave speeches <laughs> yeah. about... Yeah, he was humanist and kind of in his public yeah. life. Well, they so they just published his diaries. Okay, from the nineteen twenties. From the nineteen twenties. Yeah, and uh, he so he traveled, mm-hmm. and he wrote about his travels. These are like personal diaries about his travels. So when he gets to the Orient, so to speak, okay. Asia, mm-hmm. he writes about his experience and meeting, you know, the Chinese and that sort of thing. Sure, and. He kind of writes disparagingly about that. Yeah. I don't want to quote it, but it's not exactly, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's I mean, people are calling it very racist. Yeah. And so now people are like freaking out because Einstein, oh, look, he's a racist or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the author who published the diary said, even though these were wide-held beliefs at the time, mm-hmm. remember, we're talking early 20th century. Yeah. Like, close to the 19th century. Not, you know, I mean, at a time when when, when uh, eugenics, and so I'm not saying this is right, right, in context of it now, would, yeah. but eugenics, social Darwinism, I read, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, I read a whole book on social Darwinism in college for a history course yeah it was literally called social darwinism i was like oh look at that um and so a lot of that stuff happened with you know the white european people versus the rest of the world yeah but this guy his quote the guy who like did the memoirs or whatever he said even though these were widespread held belief it was not you know whatever and i i I totally disagreed with him Mm. because i think that so, so, I mean, I, I don't think this necessarily... Yes, he had these feelings in 1920. He perhaps changed those feelings later in his later public speeches and writings. Mm-hmm. He did not certainly talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, again, I think I think that if, if this were Einstein 2018, yeah. this would be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this is this is not good. Yeah. Einstein 1920, anybody 1920? Yeah. You know, you're like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 bigotry, bigotry, and this isn't right, mm-hmm. but, you know, bigotry was kind of inherent culturally yeah. in the old days is what I'm trying to say. Oh, sure. I mean, it was only yeah. like... 1960s civil rights movement and right. stuff. I mean, there were people, right. you know, we talk about Lincoln all the time, but Lincoln wasn't as like you. You Lincoln would be a fish out of water in the 1960s civil rights movement. Sure, in his personal beliefs. Sure, that doesn't yeah. mean he thought that people would be should be slaves, but it yeah. also doesn't mean I don't think Lincoln thought that. You know, I don't know. Right. It's it's really it's, dicey, and people like uh, people who well, for, don't, haven't studied history a lot. Yeah, go back and try to retcon it and go. Well, this clearly now Einstein is a terror. It's like, mm, yeah. Well, you, these are some personal writings when he was younger, and then they a few people were like, well, you know, he did. You know, he like 
There was an Indian physicist that was trying to get his paper published. Mm-hmm. Who helped him get that through and supported him? Right. Albert Einstein. You know, I mean, it, it, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it is. I, I mean, don't know. When, when you try to flesh it out using 21st century goggles, mm-hmm. you, you run into inconsistencies all the way down the line. And I'm it's, not saying that's a. It's, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But it's historical context. It's historical context. And I, I think uh, when, when you really delve. In, into it, I think it falls into a lot of uh, the word. I guess is, is contact. Yeah. All right. A lot of people d- didn't mix well internationally in the twenties, right? I mean, yeah. you, you had to take a boat over right. to somewhere. In chances are, if you lived in Dubuque, Iowa, you only saw uh, people of uh, color or, or yeah, uh, you know, Asian. Fill in the blank. Uh, either on movie reels or read about them in books. I, I, and, yeah. And uh, the thing with if you went to Einstein, if you we could get into a magic portal and bling, go back to 1920s Einstein. So you know, Albert, you're racist, dude. What's going on? He would, you know, he would probably look back at us and say, um, I don't know. I think I think my people are probably at this time probably the one of the most persecuted races on the planet and so you know of course albert is is jewish and and you would sit there during that time in 1920s you would stop and yeah i mean he he's right he got the heck out of germany he got the heck out of germany i mean at time, so, you know yeah there's a um, it's, it's hard when you look through when you look through context i mean yes there there are it, a lot of um Inconveniences because there's a lot of uh, stuff in people's personal diaries and or beliefs at the time that through on 20th His, century you would say that that's racist. So Incorrectly Chica- so. Chicago right? Tribune yesterday, the headline was Albert Einstein decried racism in America. His diaries reveal a xenophobic, misogynistic <laughs> side. And again, this is taken from 1920s travel mm-hmm. travel log. Um, I you know I I, I just for me. I, this stuff is like, I don't know. I it, it's it, to me, it's less relevant. Yeah. Then I mean, boy, if you just like take 2018 and find people today, yeah, bigotry and uh, all that, that's relevant, right? Sure. That's yeah. relevant. Yeah. Um, I mean, and everyone look into. Everyone has kind of things in the closet, and, and again, I don't think I, I don't I don't think Einstein was. I mean, again, I, th- I think this is something that maybe evolved over time based on his later what he did in his writings. I mean, how old was he in the 20s? He was like in his maybe 30s. I don't know. 20s? Um, I mean, we can look it up, but. See, in his 50s, he was in his late 60s. Uh, no. 20s, he was. He was a professor at Princeton when he was like in. The, yeah. So he, I think at that but, time, oh, he was oh, maybe. Oh, now here's another thing about Einstein. Yeah. About his past. Mm-hmm. He was a philanderer. He was. You know? Yeah, I mean, but look into you know. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, so I mean, uh, I, I I I just I'm not sure. It's interesting to pull this out, I guess, for historical context. But on the other hand, hand people on Twitter like you know, yeah. it's always like, ooh, there's a you know something another injustice, Albert Einstein, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, boy, especially when you go in the past, there was a, a, a in the past. Yeah, in the nineteenth century, previous up to the nineteenth century, into the well into the twentieth century. Yeah, right. 
I would say almost until you don't truly get to civil rights movement like in the 60s. Yeah. When the 60s really you start to talk about those things in popular media, popular uh, people, you know, like the like the I don't know, like like the Beatles, like the George Harrisons of the world and stuff. And we're like, you know, right. trying to bring people together. Yeah. I really don't think it, you see it in mass until like about the '60s, right? I, you know, I may be totally off base here, but, but, but to me, I don't think it really hit mainstream consciousness. Uh, until uh, um, Martin Luther King and the, yeah. the Freedom Riders. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and I, I even that just think of like the Freedom Riders, like the Beatles, 50s. like just think about like like the Beatles, the the, yeah. the most popular, biggest band at that time, right? Yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, and then they go to India and they hang out with the yeah, you they're, know, they're yogis and the yo- yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of like this enlightened, and it wasn't like in previous times when people went to do this. Uh, you know, it was more like, uh, oh, I'm with the Commonwealth. Here, I'm seeing the Commonwealth people, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that was more like a one-on-one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that doesn't happen until really the 60s. You can argue Eleanor Roosevelt maybe a little bit previous yeah. to that. But these are like mm-hmm. outliers, and I'm not saying it's right. It's just a progression of history. Yeah. If you look back into history, it's all bigotry Racism, uh, my tribe versus your tribe. Yeah. And if you think of 19th century Europe that bleeds over into the 20th century, it's not until the mid-20th century, yeah. World War II, that finally puts the smack down. Stake in the heart of... On uh, colonial Europe, on the mastery of Europe across right. the entire world. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, and the new global reality. Mm-hmm. You know, Europeans thought they were top dogs in the world they were the social darwinists you yeah. know you were yeah. like germans and 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 then it was even worse it was like well germans germans are are definitely the best europeans <laughs> right yeah and we should dominate the world you know and that yeah. happened twice two world wars oops. um yeah, yeah oops uh oh maybe your stuff isn't so good there kaiser <laughs> okay, wilhelm yeah. um you know yeah i mean so that's what was happening yeah you know among educated people and again you're like we're we're gonna go dig this out and say, just say, look, society was racist. I mean, and bigoted. Yeah, yeah, I, and it still is. Yeah, and there's your problem. There's where you put your sights on. You know, right? You ain't gonna change Albert Einstein's travel personal travel diaries. No, I just no. don't. I I don't know. I just felt it, it's stuff like that that comes up where they put it in his store, and I'm like. It's, I'm like, with history, you have to put context around it. Yes. You can't just you can't just take, look at what this diary says. Now it's 2018. Let's put that up to what, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't do that. No. I mean, on one level. Tell uh, me you can do that. You can't do that, no, right? I mean, Historically? Not really. You, you can do then it. you don't understand history. Right. You, you can do it, and you can, you can use it to bounce it off of how you feel nowadays and how much time has changed as a contrast sort yeah. of thing. You can do that, and it's fine. And it's perfectly fine and acceptable to do that because then you can start saying, well, you know, maybe we have started making a little bit of progress, wink, wink, and I'll yeah. get to that in a second, but... Uh, that that's fine, but you always, I mean, when you delve into history in it, and especially the uh, uh, the social part, get away from the dates and the battles and everything you read in dusty textbooks. It's muddy. 
It always is, it always has been, and always will be. Well, yeah. yeah I and mean, people weren't perfect back there. That they were far from perfect. I mean, if you look at uh, Lincoln's old speeches, you know, when he tells blatantly, "I would keep slavery if I could preserve the Union. If we could, if I could undo this all, I would do it." I mean, today, people are like, "Oh my God!" You know, how yeah. how, how can you how can you say that? And, yeah. and, and rightly so, from a twenty first century perspective. But then on the other hand, folks, take a look at your news when you find out that uh, uh, Latino children are being separated from their adults exactly. in tents exactly. and camps in, in America. And, exactly. and then ask yourself, geez, would that be the same if we had an influx of our Canadian brethren and sisters flying over the border? Would they be put in tents? Maybe now. Well, E. Trudeau, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, no, uh, that's that's exactly a good point. And that's, that was my thinking when I was, when I was looking at this. It's like... Okay, we're going to debate Albert Einstein and his feelings in 1920 on yeah. a trip to China, which are not in line with anything mo- modern. Yeah. But <laughs> we got stuff going down in 2018 that we way, way, way should get on top of. Right. Can... I mean, context the hell out of the history. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't think Einstein is is, is look uh, – I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't put Einstein – as one of those nefarious no. people of history, a product of his time. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. even with his philandering. Yeah, you know. But uh, philandering. Yeah, I, I just don't get. Well, I think there's this whole recon. Everything's like now, like they, everyone wants to take history and put it in recontext, and you know, and it kind of the, right. there's these people. It's like, and it, yeah, you can do that, but let's not go overboard, folks. No, no. I uh, mean. I mean, the the further back you go in history, the worse it gets, okay? <laughs> yeah. It gets worse, 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 to the point where average everyday civilization goes, wow, see those people over there? Let's go invade them. We'll enslave them. We'll... Uh, We'll do just really awful things. Or, yeah, or something. And this was everyday Rome, uh, everyday oh. Persia, everyday Genghis Khan. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, hey, this is, this is what we do. This is the wake up, have some coffee. Right. Hey. Pillage. Right. Destroy. I was saying you should do that in 2018. Yeah. It's... But that's what happened then. Sure. You know? Yeah. You wouldn't last five minutes in Rome, in modern Rome. You just wouldn't. If we were like, if we were on a road trip, I would tell the person, "Hey, you know, we can talk about uh, Albert and his peccadilloes, but can we do that as we're traveling down to Texas to look at uh, to look at um, migrants who are now being separated from children?" Yeah, yeah, right. It's like get all the outrage for what's what's happening today and what's wrong with right today. Do that, you know. Don't worry about, you know, oh, well, yeah, he was a little, oh, well, that's probably kind of a product of his time. He seemed, he, you know, Einstein generally seemed like a pretty well-actualized sort of a, a person, like, again, in his speeches yeah. and stuff, and he, when he was professor and what he taught, and, and the stuff yeah. he did, like, like helping other physicists mm-hmm. from other cultures get published and do that stuff. So, obviously... I don't think this was like a no. You know, he wasn't. This wasn't like an inherent big no yeah, problem. You, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider him a candidate for a Ku Klux Klan rally. No, uh, I would no, just hardly. I mean, hardly. I, I, 
human beings, and I don't know why people are so shocked by yeah. this when they see stuff. I like guess people are are complex, and there's inconsistencies. Yeah. People are weird that well, way. Well, I don't know about. So I always kind of come back to this thing, like. I don't want to like go into too much detail, but old people, like old people you grew up with in your family, yeah, who you actually, you know, you admired, and they were salt of the earth, mm-hmm. and they really had value, yeah. But there would be bigotry or whatever that, as you got older, you realize it was just a product of their times, right? I mean, I don't know if that no, ever, it, it's, you know, it's, and it wasn't like. Like terrible, like awful stuff. It was uh, completely out of context. It would be like this thought, and then this action, and the action never like made sense with the thought. No, of course not. I it's mean, like I'm gonna, you know, make a mildly bigoted comment about someone, and then a a black lady's gonna pick me up and take me to church, and right. we're friends, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's totally out of context. Because your action is what I see here in that word. is, And it was like, it was it it's, was from upbringing. It was like. It, it's totally messy. I, I'm not trying to make an excuse for this. No. But we're talking. Th- this, this is not an excuse for someone like me living in 2018 is right. what I'm saying. Right. Someone who was born in 1918. Yeah. That I grew up with was maybe a grandparent or something like yeah. that. Maybe more of a leeway there. there uh, and I used to call my grandparents out on that stuff all the time. Yeah. Because I was a pretty feisty kid. So if something like that was like, it's like, oh, what do you mean? Because it was like, you know, after the yeah. 60s, it was like, that's not true. No, 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 no. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you know. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like, you know, the the the, the stuff we imagine, like, you know, yeah. with hoods and bro. It wasn't anything right. like that. Right. It was like little, little micro. It was kind of like micro, yeah. like a microaggression, a micro. But you, 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 you wouldn't call you know? them outward macro. It's like idiosyncrasies. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. But, then, but then again. That's humans for you. Though. But then again, always yeah. the actions that I saw yeah. them take were completely anti-bigoted to the point even supportive of Mm -hmm. civil rights and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So in other words, in the context of someone's speech, there might be a a mildly bigoted thing. But then you'd go, oh, I'm voting for the Democrat who wants the civil rights and is like marching with Martin Luther King. And you'd be like, okay, so – there's a the actions. How do you juggle that? Yeah, well, to me, the actions speak <laughs> yeah. louder than the words, and the words may just be something from upbringing. Humans, I, I'm really like yeah. wincing, and I know people would disagree with me, Humans and I'd be are, happy. I, I, I'd be happy to debate that because I, I think I really yeah. think again in the context of 2018, people who are alive today. Yeah, there's no excuse. No, I, I there's I no excuse. Totally agree. Uh, but if you go dig down in the past, you're going to find uh, uh, a lot of things that just don't make sense by today's uh, standards. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, well, be, it's I, I think it, I think it goes down to It was a deeper... in the culture, Jason. It was in you know, there were still restaurants that you go to and I'm not going to I'm not going to say what because you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were restaurants that had very racist names even still when I was like 
a, a little tiny take. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that institutionalized. Yeah. Advertising. Yeah. Go back to the advertising in the 20s and 30s. It yeah. will blow your mind. Again, this is not, this yeah. is not, you know, an excuse for today. No. Yeah. And it went away. This no. kind of goes along with the of the Jack Benny Rochester thing where sure. you're kind of like, ugh, you know, like right. when you see that, it's like, oh, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm kind of like. Oh, the most overt uh, thing I ever heard Jack Benny say literally on it. Oh, and please I can, don't repeat no? it. No? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. And, but it was it was yeah. pretty overt. We don't need to. I mean, see, that's um, the thing. We don't need to go there. But it's it's but, it's really weird, and it, it, I think no, it's a, a deeper fundamental digging level. Digging a hole. Yeah, I know. I, I think I it's a that. deeper fundamental level. Uh, I think it's human nature. Why are you going to bring up the Jason? Einstein diaries? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's just, again, it's just because I felt that, you know, it was a little bit splitting historic hairs. You it know? is. Yeah. It's it like, is. oh, gosh, look at that. How do we feel about this? It is. And who knows? I mean, I don't know if these things were ever going to see the light of day or not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine. It's like, yeah, we published them. Yeah, we published them. So what? All right, fine. You published yeah. them. It, now it, let's get smart people around to figure out what this means. Yeah. I mean, to me, when I, when I see Does stuff it like totally that. Does it totally change who Einstein is? Or is it just like, well, there's a footnote of some stuff. Might be upbringing. Might be. Yeah. I honestly, mm, I have to say that people in the old days of European descent did not view the Chinese and Asians <laughs> cultures as yeah. I think on the same level. No, I, I have they... to say, I, I mean, by institutionally, yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, keep, keep the other thing is keep in mind at that point in time, they were colonized like everywhere else, like Africa and everywhere else. I mean, Europe pretty much colonized the world at one point. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, started by the Spanish and the Portuguese so, and the Dutch and but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. If you want to, if you, wanna, if you wanna get it closer to home, you know, well, let's get it closer to home. Yeah, take, uh, all men are created equal, except that's in that's <laughs> yeah. in that document, right? That founded the nation, right? All men are Just, created uh, pursuit yeah. happiness, except right. oh, that's not in the document, but no. you know, no. Well, there, there's and it a, took us like a couple few hundred years to. Sort that all out. Right. There is a, a great couple of articles. And I, anyway. I ran across these uh, when, when I was doing uh, research for uh, something, the, a project that I am working on now. Yes. And I never really... Called tr- the Einstein truly, Travel uh, Diaries. No. Right. No, um, I never, I never tr- truly really knew how inherent systemic racism was in Portland, Oregon. Oh, gosh. Oh, and, my and gosh. Did, did you know this little fact? Massively. Your Friday factoid, folks. Did Massively. you know that when Oregon entered the Union in 1859, mm-hmm. right, it was illegal for anyone of color to move into the state? Yeah. Yeah. It was a... That ah. was that was the compromise in 1859, right? Yeah. Lead up to the Civil yeah. War. Yeah. And so the North basically, you know, it was like, hey, let's add some more northern states. Let's let's add more states. And Texas was around the same time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mason Dixon line? No. Was that yeah. it? Whatever. The Mason yeah, Mason Dixon line? That's uh, No, that's I'm I'm thinking of something that's else. That's a little earlier, but uh Yeah. But but in, that was a whole debate in, in Congress because right. the southern states were like, oh, we, you're going to add, you know, yeah, this and that. Kansas, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, states like Oregon territories that were coming into the yeah. Union, uh, they 
And that was actually support. So yeah. it was. So basically, uh, you know, the United States didn't want to add any add any more slave states, right? It was like, let's not do that. Northern half wanted to uh, right. Eventually, these are free states, no slavery. And the Southern Bloc, they wanted to keep well uh, their numbers up in the holding, House and they the were Senate. The South, yeah. Right. yeah. And so, so of course, Oregon came on, not a slave state, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it turned out it was like the paradise. I mean, it, it just was really. I mean, it was sold as that. Mm-hmm. And see, but that's that's the whole whole point, right? Yeah, is it's like you didn't have to be in the South to be a complete racist. No, I mean the Northerners were as racist as it, it, it was. Just more on the well, do we have slavery? Don't we have slavery? In fact, it wasn't. Do we have racism? Don't we have racism? Oh no, 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 no. It was. It was. Do we have slavery? In fact, the only, the only. I think the really the anti-racists at those times mm-hmm. were a few of the really outlier uh, Christians. Yeah, the um, abolitionist movement, the real hardcore, the hardcore abolitionists yeah. mm-hmm. who were. Uh, and I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what religions was it? Methodist. It was something. Meth- was Me- it Methodists? Methodists and Quaker. Quakers? And, um, was it Quaker? There, there's like Quaker. real outlier Christian yes. religions, Protestant religions that absolutely did believe all men were created equal, like the Bible. And they they were the ones who ran the trains and helped yeah. slaves escape and all that. These are yeah. the white people yeah. who you would say, well, they seem anti-racist, I guess, for sure. their time. In the context of history... Who knows? They might be like writing in their diaries too. But it's like, but the Bible says I got to do this, so I'm going to do this. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Yeah. But but those were like the real like people who were doing the God's work as it was. <laughs> but the Northerners were pragmatic. I don't know. Yeah, it's just digging the hole. But but this is like what happens when you actually study history. Yeah. Like this is what I don't know. You know, and why I always dislike when. Yeah, first of all, you come with 2018 eyes and you lay out the facts. Yeah. But then you have to still wrap the context of the times around it. You do. I mean, and universally, we come away with these with these great truths right. like the Civil War and slavery and abolition and, you know, and Lincoln and all that. And then you try to travel back in uh, yeah. beyond that to Reconstruction, the Jim Crow South. And yeah. the, and the uh, birth of the civil rights, but movement. then it take yeah, and but then it takes until takes a hundred years later. Yeah, theory, well, you know, a hundred years later, the sixties, where it like really becomes like, well, actually, that didn't quite work out. You know, we didn't quite get the message. You know, yeah, I mean. Well, take a look at today's uh, voter suppression. And it's other stuff. it's weird I mean, because I, I'm realizing here that. What you have is, like, okay, you, when you do history, you have to take context. Oh, yes, it all around context of the times, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And context, and then, but this was really evil and bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the con- I think what happens is the context helps you understand the, the talking heads question. Mm-hmm. Well, how did we get here? You know? Right. I mean, it's like pretty much, it's pretty much that question because to this day, People who don't do a lot of history still are like, oh, those those Nazi Germans were evil. Like like magic, they went poof, 
we are evil now. Hello. And it was <laughs> right. like, yeah. that's not how history works, you guys. Someone spiked the strudel and they woke up. Yeah, and they woke up and it's like, Einstein, Einstein. <laughs> right. We're yeah. the rule of the world now. Yeah, it, that, this is like spiked strudel. It was like, Le Ooh, I want to rule the world. That's you know? right. And everyone knows and there's kill nothing everyone, worse you know? than spike strudel. This was like 100 years in the making almost. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, leading up to the f- first World War, oh yeah, which uh, this actually okay, this does kind of tie into s- some recent events. There was a really not. I want to say the Atlantic or the New York, one of those like hoity-toity East Coast hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get back to the Oregon thing, but we don't have to. Uh, there was an article about um, a leader. Gosh darn it. I should have. I think I saved it. Okay. It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. It was about a, a egotistical leader. I sent this to you. <laughs> I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. An egotistical leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, always flip flopping on his decisions. Mm-hmm. One advisor would come in and say one thing, and he go, "Okay." Then the next one would come in and say, "Okay." Right. Sound familiar? Sounds somewhat familiar. Somewhat familiar? Somewhat familiar. Right? Yeah. Well, this was uh, King or uh, Kaiser. Kaiser Wilhelm, yeah. He Kaiser was... Wilhelm. Mm-hmm. The guy who led us up into World War One. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was a real yeah. piece of work. He was. He was, uh, he he was, was a boy a... king, if yeah. I remember. He kind of like, it was his 20s, right? When yeah, he when he ascended became to became uh, Kaiser. Kaiser Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Yes. And he was a piece of work. Yes. He was Queen Victoria's yep. grandson. Yep. As as yeah. as was Tsar Nicholas, as was uh, uh, King Edward. They were cousins. Yep. Everyone, everyone was a fa- It was a family fight. I have fight. it on my phone. Yeah. And the the ga- the um the historian I just about made yet another football here. Let me just bring it. See, because I'm not sharing the dang phone. But mm. this is a good one. This is okay. Where I'm I'm being cranky about history and so I want to point out something good about history. Miranda Carter yes. is a historian journalist mm-hmm. historian. Miranda Miranda Carter, uh she's a British. Uh she wrote this book and she wrote this uh, just recent article. She wrote this article uh about uh Kaiser Wilhelm, but it she takes the facts from her book, The Three Emperors. And these, these, like you said, it was uh, Kaiser Wilhelm. Is there uh, Nicholas? Nicholas mm-hmm. and Ed- King Edward. King Edward yeah. of Britain. And, peasants. of course, all these yeah. dudes, I mean, yeah. if you think of the early 20th century, yeah. uh, this is like the world smashes apart in Europe. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, you have what happens in Russia. Yeah. With Nicholas, you have Kaiser Wilhelm, which... You know, pretty much drives well, well through a lot of his early actions drives Germany into war. It was, it, it, it was also there. There was she does she is fair and says, well, there's other things that were happening as well. But yeah. boy, this guy didn't help one no. bit. He was a horrible ruler, and he was he was a. I've I've read a bunch of stuff. Just read his Wikipedia, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. And this was World War One. This was Germany, like. Way before, I mean, way before World War Two and yeah, the Nazis and Hitler. So like, I mean, it's like the wrong rulers it's at not, the wrong time. Yeah, you know? it's not magic. 
in a regional conflict, when the Balkans blow up, right, after Archduke Ferdinand gets assassinated, yeah. uh, today, of course, you know, it would get kind of, uh, uh, it would be a flashpoint, but it would be kind of held in the region and not let it spill over to the world. And so when uh, Kaiser Wilhelm II responded to this, he just, he totally just blew it. They could have literally. It it could have been tamped down. I'm not saying people, he's the dude with the weird mustache. He's the dude with the upturned mustache. That upturned mustache that you're like, what? In fact, if you take a look at his picture side by side with uh, King Edward of uh, England, mm-hmm. uh, it's they're pretty close. You you can definitely tell the family resemblance, even with Nicholas too. Holy cow! I'm gonna. You I, I want to pull this up because I want to find it. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Google. Wow, this is History Friday we're doing here. I know. Maybe it's on Twitter here. Oh, here we go. It's in her Twitter feed. She's on Twitter. MJ Carter 10. Excellent. She's on Twitter. Thank you. Um, She put it in her Twitter feed. I just saw it in the search. Oh, for Pete's sakes. That's another thing. Here it is. Mm. The Kaiser asserted, well, you know what? Someone needs to be a production person here. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, check her out. Right. The Three Emperors, uh, which a- actually after reading this article where she talks about Kaiser and what a, a dotard type of a leader he was. Dotard. <laughs> She just, like, lays it out. I mean, it's not like... She doesn't, like, get all too political or whatever. No. She just says, you know, this was was a leader in history. (laughs) Just facts, ma'am. And here's what... Oh, he had his own facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Kaiser. Um, Yep. But anyway, uh, yeah, the three emperors. I actually want to read that or get the audio book or whatever. And there's some good... uh, uh, There was some long... Some interviews. She actually has a... I've never seen this. There's a YouTube video of her talking about her book, like four, three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. Just like. Yeah. She's like, here's this book and stuff. And I'm like, man, every book should have that. Yeah. With the author talking about, here's three or four minutes. Here's a pitch for my book. That's what, Read yeah. my book. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's why That's why I love watching uh, book TV on C-SPAN. Oh, C-SPAN, too. yeah. Oh, yeah, because. Uh, you can, I mean, they get in there and for an hour they really delve into it and it, it makes you want to go read the book. Like, wow, that's really cool. I want to go out and read the book. We're going to do book TV here. We should. Yeah, we're going to do the, um, what are those, the the Pelican romance novels? <laughs> Harlequin? Yeah, Harlequin. Yeah. So, Jason. Yes. When you wrote the character of uh, Rick Rock. Rick Rock, um, yes. You mentioned that he's got not a six-pack, not a 12-pack, but an 18-pack. You know, (laughs) women loved him economy size. And so he, uh, you know, he he did all he could. I don't know. I don't. don't. Like a Snickers bar, he's satisfied. Yes. There should be book TV for Harlequin novels, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read a passage now. Um, as, As she... As he embraced her long, dark hair. Right. And it had been glistening from the previous rain in the, I don't know. And in the See, corner I, I hate Roman. I don't know. No, you can have fun with it, though. Know. In the corner of the screen, 
right? In the corner of the screen, we have a little clock or a little counter, digital counter, and it's going to say it's going to go up every time uh, someone says the word heaving. I don't know. He rose from the bed, his chest glistening and heaving. Bing! One. I, I don't, I, you know, I've never read that stuff. Me either. It's just, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know, even know how to write it. Like, have you ever tried to, like, you're in school, and it's like, all right, write this thing, and it's like, um, he embraced her and then <laughs> kissed her passionately, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it, <laughs> manners. It takes people with far more talent than Oh, mine. crap, the game's on. Right. Because <laughs> my my uh, romance novel would be exactly two pages long, and it would end with, and oh. he was tired and rolled over and went to sleep. The end. Yeah, I... <sighs> No. I I actually sent you a thing, and I'm not going to read it no. here, but it was men, authors writing women characters, and it was hilarious. Oh, the, the wife loved it. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I, I won't repeat the words, but she, she liked those two like little yes. quotes that were there, and she kept saying it over and over last night. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was... I would go downstairs, but if I did that... Yeah. You know, oh. I, you know, yeah, they kind of took it overboard. It was. Um, oh, maybe we can put it up on the Facebook page, a little, the little, and you can read it. I don't it know. And, <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny. Oh, it was basically, you know, yeah. men writing women from from the, the men's perspective, right? The horn dog, which male usually, point of yeah, view. usually involves, yeah. and it, it's like it usually involves men being fascinated by uh, cer- yeah, yeah, certain attributes know. of the female form. Do women do the same thing? I mean, I don't know. It's like. You know, it's like it's like uh, you know. Yeah. He woke up. Like 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 if a woman author is right, I don't know. I mean, I mean J.K. Rowling, people like that, are very successful authors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if a you know, it's like he woke up. He felt a a passion in his Johnson. You know, stirring, I mean, it's like stirring deep within his loins. I know. Felt, you know. I know. Which pretty much would be accurate, actually. Right, so you, it's pretty easy to write for... And you go to your agent, and the agent says, how come every book that you turn in, every manuscript, has the title of Morning Wood? I don't yeah, understand no. it. What are you trying to do? There was a forest <laughs> below his waist. A passionate forest of... It felt like, it felt like a forest of hundred-year-old oak. Quickly, it turned into a rainforest. Oh, no! God, no! What? You know, the hot patch and, you know, that sort of... And then he woke up. And then he woke up. Right. <laughs> Oops. Right. Oh, uh, no, I mean, you know, actually, I, again, yeah. it would be... I, and I, I I believe this. I'm just, I think it, mm-hmm. it would be easier. I think it's easy, would be easier for a woman to write for a man... Oh, they, the they, opposite. They are much more because uh, guys. Yeah, they're much more evolved than yeah. guys are. I mean, you could just say, you know, yeah. he woke up and he had a forest below his waist and felt like a woodsman or something. And he right. would be like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much how we and, yeah we feel. And then and, and then and then you guys would look at your day and you go, oh. and then you're like a wilting fern in the. <laughs> <laughs> Wilting fern in the garden of love, you know. <laughs> you know, but if guys wrote books like that, it would just like you know. And Roger woke up with a deep yearning well, for 
a chicken pot pie. I'd say, what? What does that have to do with nothing? Like, and then he sat Pop. down to the chagrin of his wife as he watched Sports Center. I, I have know? to say, I'd have to say, probably the best writing mm-hmm. in this area. Mm-hmm. And a shout out and the people, my friends on there on the Facebook and everything, they know I'm talking about probably the best writing in this area. If you really want to look at some really good writing mm. in this area, like like this would be the conversation. And just just yeah. go out and check out Chuck Tingle, the homoerotic Ooh. dinosaur yeah. writer. <laughs> I've never heard this is oh this dude is new dude ground for me an internet sensation. Mm. Uh, writes like little they write it, 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 again. Kind of like Chuck Tingle's kind of like the Banks Banksy of, of mm. writing. Mm. Okay, it's very it's, eclectic. Very. Uh, it's so bad. Okay. It's good. Again, it's so think homoerotic and dinosaurs. That's a winner. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's probably yeah. about the best <laughs> writing out there. It's just yeah. Every once in a while, when someone and he had me gal, the, the ladies like it. It is it's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> curmudgeon books of the week. Yeah, recommendations. Yeah, no, it would be. Yeah. There are you can you can actually download them on like for a few pence on the yeah. Amazon or something. Yeah, but I mean, there's like a Twitter and there's always yeah. like a Facebook and there's always like words of wisdom. Excellent. And it always ends up with something about the butt. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it yeah, on to. certain areas. And, yeah, but hmm. anyway. The Chuck Tingle. That I, I think that's all the romance you ever need in life in 2018 no, to yeah. read about is the Chuck Tingle. I think pretty much there it is. Now, if you were Jeff Sessions, <laughs> I think if you read the Chuck Tingle, you'd want to yeah. put someone in jail for yeah. some, yeah. you know, probably probably some crimes against nature or whatever. Right, yeah. I'm, Even though you yourself are a crime against nature, Mr. Attorney General. But I didn't say that. Um, you, you, sir, are a crime God. against... Anyway. Anyway. You uh, mean? Do you mean you're talking about Jefferson no, Beauregard? No. Anyway. I don't get into Beauregard. it. <sighs> <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> yeah. The Nuremberg Trials. Three. Just saying, the Nuremberg Trials. Coming up next oh, on the curmudgeons, the Nuremberg Trials. It's like, oh, wow. I don't, and then I, that's not, see, me making yeah. a case for history and then I say something like that. Yeah. It was clearly sarcasm and joking. That's right. I'm not making that. We should have like a little thing on the lower third at the bottom that flashes It up. is, it is. Sarcasm. It actually sarcasm, is in the sarcasm. disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> last year, I had to put it because I, I was like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very big disclaimer disclaimer it's yeah. like a, on a rolling yeah. you know uh anyway mm. so that yeah that was the news <laughs> and that was the news well i don't know i mean uh, the news is been, well i mean you know uh, well the big news you the breaking news is you were coming in here mm-hmm. which is worth yeah. mentioning sure i don't see it though of course I don't see it. Man, I'm telling you, the Google, all all the sites. You still have it on Chuck Tingle, don't you? Have got, yeah. They, they've got so, so bad. <laughs> so terrible now. Like, like, um, like to this day, Google, even if you don't log in and have the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, no, log in so we can personalize it for you. Well, how about no? How about just giving, you know, to this day, you're still giving me Kim Kardashian stuff. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah. do not need, do yeah. not want, don't need, don't care. Right. And take Kanye with you. Right. Um, so, like, I pulled up this thing that um, I don't see it. I just see the stuff about the reporter that yelled at her, Sarah Sanders. I don't yeah. see the – so you – I don't know. See, I don't see the breaking news. What's going on? Okay, let's let's Even it. Twitter and Facebook. Like Now they're so worried about the uh, – like, the social sites have gotten really – okay. One of the things that Twitter mm-hmm. early on – Facebook maybe so much too was these were good news sites and Google right that would give you immediate news stream news Twitter especially right? breaking news something happening right without context now with all this freak out about Facebook and the election like Facebook has a news stream that mm-hmm. wasn't too bad now they're going to take it away now it's like oh we just want you and Jason to be friends <laughs> and be idiots and not read anything about the news right. what is that it makes no sense to me. It's like people need news, need context, need history. Right. They need – forget they don't need friends. You don't need friends. You don't need friends. You need news. <laughs> there you go. Look at me. News is your friends. Yeah. Exactly. News is your friends. That's right. That's right. News <laughs> is your friends. News friends? is your friends. <laughs> that sounded very well, – They're going to scatter like... when you got a problem. Trust me. The news will always be there. That's so Orwellian. News is your friends. I know, right? Like, oh. Ooh. Very 1984 in- with Coffee with Curmudgeons. Right, very Ingsoc of you. News is your friends. Your friends. News is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Your friends. As yeah. soon as you have a problem, they'll scatter like rats. Yeah. Light. They'll, they'll come and eat your cheese. Your, their friends will be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Get a little wine with the. Hey, I got a problem. Oopsie, it gotta go. Yep. That's your friends. Yep. Turn on light, they scatter. We'll be there. That's right. News don't. News mm. never abandons you. <sighs> it's okay. Yes. Um, let's I'm see. okay. I'm okay. I'm, what are we I'm really just on? an awful human being. We got border okay. stuff going on because well, then, of the I, uh, separation. That's all the news. It's all the terrible. We get all the Trump stuff. Yeah. You know, but I thought let's you. Leave that. So I thought there was a rumor about. Yes. Uh, the press secretary. Well, who's reporting it? Because it's sure not in my Google front page. Um, let me check and when it I out type there. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, so the rumor was when Jason came in here is that she's going, she's on her way out and she's going to resign. Yes. Which, to me, I was like, well, that makes sense. Uh, because the, was it yesterday? Uh, this reporter, like, Dressed her down. He really, yeah, yeah. He and this he, was about uh, your. It basically said you're a parent, and you know how, what? How can you? How can you? Yeah, do this, and then she just shut him up. And it's like, um, one person. I I did see this. One person said, you know, that that was unfair to her. Which I, I don't know if it was unfair to her. But she's a public figure doing public work. Yeah. But they said it was unfair to her, and the question really should have been to the president dressing him down. He's a parent. But I don't know. I think it's all bad. Yeah. There's a lot of tariffs going on, and then there's just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Where is it? I saw it pop up, too, and then it was gone. See? It's just a rumor. It was fake news. Let's let's filter out the fake news. <sighs> yeah, there's, there's just, uh, I don't know. This whole... So the big news this week, and I watched it. I was 
CBS. I was working. CBS. Sarah Sanders and Raj Shah are planning to step down per CBS report. Now, who's Raj Shah? uh, Let's check him out. He's he's in the White House, too. Works for the White House. It's not here. It's not here on the front page of Google News. Why not? I don't know. If they're reporting, if it's breaking news. Yeah, it came up on my smart news earlier. Well, your news is smarter than Google. Mm. Look at this. Yeah, I'm planning to step down. No, I know. It's right there. See? But it's not on mine. Right. This is the problem we're having now. Now we're manipulating the news feed so ah, much that we're so worried. Ra- Raj is the deputy press secretary. Oh, okay. But on Salon.com, they have mm. a rebuttal saying that she has said that she's not stepping down. But, okay. of course, they all say that until they actually step down. So, who knows? But it's CBS. Knows? Yeah. Is CBS fake news? I'm, I mean, I, they, I'm sure was, they're biased. They are biased, actually. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still, I don't see it. See, I don't see it on the front page. Are you sure? Are you getting fake news, Jason? I hope not. I don't this see is, it. This uh, is first reported in the uh, Tampa Bay Tribune. I don't know, man. Winner of 12 Pulitzer Prizes. Well... <laughs> So was the New York Times. Right. Um, and they had to give a few back. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, Isn't that right? a few back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we have that back, please? Anyway, that's yeah, that's where it... Yeah, I don't see it here on their from... front page. Yeah. So you check their Twitter. See, I don't know, man. I know, it's crazy. I, uh, <sighs> yeah, see, it seems Ugh. like it's coming CBS, out of this... Uh... By the way, CBS News, your front page... Uh, no. No. CBS News, here's, your uh, front page. Yep, here's the CBS story. If you but go, I don't... If you go to the no, CBS No, it's not site. on their front page, not on mine. Oh, maybe they're manipulating my news feed. <laughs> Could be. Anyway, well, yeah. so whatever. Yeah. What a day. So it's just been yeah. like, I, I've been way too busy... I was doing a thing. It's not here, dude. Gigs, man. You had gigs. And I even pulled up. I even pulled up the CBS thing. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing it there when I'm not seeing it there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because the internet. This is a problem, folks. We need to keep our eyes on this. We, yeah. I, I, I'm actually about ready to change my whole newsfeed, news sources, just because. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. Facebook. It's like they they announced it. They said they're pulling their newsfeed. I'm like, why? Why right. pull something that's valuable? Oh, well, because it's manipulated by the Russians. No, it, whatever. If you really think everyone's manipulated everything, yeah. well, you're just wrong. First of all, you should be able to Madison go out and Avenue. find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, buy, exactly. You know. The news programs. Yeah, yep. You got Mass and Amity <laughs> trying to sell you diapers. You got, you got who, Wall Street trying to get yeah, you to make owns, What Wall Street companies own the media companies? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. that. Remember that graphic that has all the news things and where they are, kind of on the right. spectrum, the arc, and, yeah, and who is manipulated by what? You know, yeah. like, oh, the neocons are over here because these companies own that, and, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, folks, it's enough to depress you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like my newsfeed, and my newsfeed has uh, gone downhill. Mine has noticed, too, right? Yeah, I I double now. I I'm so I paranoid people... by news. I double and triple yes. check to make. Oh, uh, yesterday know. happened on Facebook. Yeah. Um. 
I saw this on Facebook, on Twitter, mainly Facebook. A couple of people were posting RIP Malcolm Young. What? Yeah. And oh. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, rest in peace, Malcolm Young of ACDC. And then I and then I did a quick search because I was curious. And sure enough, in on social media sites, mm-hmm. some social media sites were posting to Twitter and Facebook that day about the death of Malcolm Young. Yeah. Who had d- died in November of 2017. <laughs> it was a while ago, yeah. And so people see that and they don't remember or whatever and they start posting it. Yeah. Right? And and, yeah. and I was and I even commented, I was like, uh died November twenty seventeen. I remember. I remember when I RP'd this back in November. Yeah. You know. We talked about it on the show when he passed away. We did. first passed away. And yeah. that's why I was like, all of a sudden you see and I, I think that's a weird like there's a manipulation in a weird experiment. Yeah. And it usually happens with people who die. Yes. And I've seen this. Yes. Right? Yes. Like like you and I could start going out and like if you get a trend going and retweets and and I saw this on sites and I thought, what is this? So this is something I think that uh, that's a little mm, that's a little there's something manipulative about that. <laughs> right? And then you yeah. see a couple people in your feed who get on that and go, oh, yeah, boom. And it just catches fire. And it's like, well, maybe they missed it yeah. or they and don't remember or whatever. In your feed and who get on that and go, oh, yeah. Thanks, boom. Jason. Sorry. I was just, I was just <laughs> having some fun. Yeah. If I can get it to if I get the be quiet. Now Jason's watching our show. I am. I'm double and tricky, triple checking us. Weird one. So, <laughs> so the big news is that Trump did the North Korea thing in Singapore. I watched it live because it was actually working and doing stuff. So I was literally working and I was like, oh, I can have this live feed going. Yeah. And I watched a couple of the US feeds, but I actually watched the Singapore the feed. The summit, yeah. From, but from Singapore, this uh, Singapore news agency, oh, wow. which was pretty good. Yeah. And underneath, right on their YouTube channel, it says whatever their news agency is. It's like Singapore News Agency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they had like commentators, they had like four some odd people around the round table. Yeah. And they had the live feed right there in Singapore. And then they'd yeah. have the commentary in between the feed. Nothing's going on. We're looking at a car. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about stuff. Yeah. They had the news analyst that was the U.S. expert. Interesting. And then they had the Korean yeah. lady yeah. who was the Korean expert. Yeah. And they just talked about it. It was very good. Yeah. And then right underneath of this Singapore news agency, it says Singapore news agency is funded by the Singapore government. Yeah, yeah. So there it was. The bias was right there. Right, yeah. But it wasn't biased. It was very – because they weren't really talking about Singapore other than, hey, we're looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean Singapore Singapore probably doesn't have really much of a dog in this fight. So they probably just – They were just the host. This is just – yeah. Now, if you were getting information about Singapore, I would think – there would be issues there with that news agency. That's that's why all their, uh, is, all their breaks were nothing but tourism. Like kind of a dictatorship. <clears throat> kind of. Maybe. The government of Singapore. Well, somebody said, somebody said, oh, Singapore. That's that's a, you know. The military coup, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, have you ever read the history of Singapore, actually? Yeah. It's um, Republic of Singapore. Very clean. Mm-hmm. Very regimented, mm-hmm. but I don't think they have a lot of. Uh, I don't think you there's free speech 
stuff going on there if you were like talking about Singapore. Yeah, not a lot of dissent that is uh, uh, tolerated. Unitary Dominant Party Parliamentary Republic. That is literally what it's called. A Unitary Dominant Party Parliamentary <laughs> Republic. One uh, one party rule. Yeah. Yeah. A unicameral parliamentary government representing constituencies. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, remember, these are the people who, like, cane kids for putting gum under the... You That's know. right, under the desks. Or That's nothing to say there. anything yeah. about, you know, it's very clean. <laughs> the military. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I did not watch the... Uh, uh, the summit. Uh, I, I, you know, read some stuff as it was going on, but I was I was hip deep in other matters. I mean, uh, Singapore uh, has a huge. I mean, it's a like a banking haven and a uh, you know yeah highly developed market economy based historically on extended entrepot. I don't know yeah. what that is. Trade along with Hong Kong and South Korea, Taiwan. Uh. I mean, they're on that island, and they have all those skyscrapers with all the bank yeah. stuff. And then they have that one weird skyscraper, which was in the thing, that has... And I, he, Kim, went there to mm. see it. So they got these three skyscrapers, and then up on top, they built a garden platform. Mm. There's a picture of it here. It's famous. Yeah. There it is right there. There. It's this thing right here. I can show you. I'll show you right now. Look. That thing I'm talking about. Oh. That's a building. And up on top there, that that structure on top of those three skyscrapers is like a whole... It's like Central Park up there in the sky. I know. Straight out of Star Wars, dude. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like the Star Wars prequels Land, right Lando there. Lando Calrissian and his uh, yeah. cloud city. Yeah. Or, yeah, know. it's Singapore. It's just Singapore, really. you think that they'd go film there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I I don't know what the hell that's called. What's it called? It's called the Marina Bay Sands Singapore, which I think yeah. I think Kim actually went up there and they toured it because it's a you yeah. know I mean if you're gonna go to Singapore, Jason, yeah, you want to go check that thing out. Right. It's like you go up to the top of a big building, you come out, you're in Central Park, but you're in Cloud City Central Park, right? So I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're a successful market economy, but again, I I don't. I don't think there's a lot of dissent, no, and that sort of thing there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that there's a, a lot of the word toleration for dissent. Yes. Yeah. Remember that guy got that kid got caned. Kid got caned. Uh, I, I know that numerous. Uh, yeah. Speaking of news, numerous reporters have gotten you know lengthy prison sentences for uh, writing. I'm trying. Uh, to, I'm trying to. Yeah. I mean. Companies linked media companies linked to the government control much of the domestic media in Singapore. Hmm. So again, probably not a <laughs> lot of investigative reporters no. in Singapore. No, there's there's not a there's not a lot of uh, introspection yeah. that is going on over there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, Singapore's media industry has sometimes been criti- sometimes been criticized for being overly regulated and lacking in freedom of human rights groups such as Freedom House. Mm. Self censorship among journalists is said to be common. Th- that's that's 
that's the part there that it's, we have the problem with. That's that's what you know. The they've been whip, whip, whipped into. Uh, that's whip, a, whipped into conformity. Well, is, and not and not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to talk specifically Singapore, sure. but it was interesting that YouTube had that there to just say, "Hey, keep in mind, yeah. this is the Singapore government funds this channel." And again, with the yeah. summit, yeah. there was nothing. Just about, hey, look at Singapore. Isn't this pretty? There was nothing about Singapore. It was about North Korea and the United States. And it just happened to be. And so it was It was, It was. was all right. Singapore, yeah. So in context, yeah, they had a pretty good channel, even as compared to NBC or CBS or the other ones, which were a little more. Depending on your political Opinionated. Belief, yeah. But... Um, but yeah, it, it uh, not not to uh, call out Singapore as much, but the self censorship among journalists, mm-hmm. which is something I worry about in the United States every single day. Yeah, because when you work for these big companies that are owned by big Wall Street media um, conglomerate media conglomerates, mm-hmm. uh, engineering conglomerates that do a lot of uh, Defense Department work, right, and own channels and media right self-censorship yeah and bias yeah that's what you got to worry about i think you have to worry there's like the whole 1984 censorship stuff you know communist you know all that stuff Ooh, yeah. getting a knock on your door i think in a in the market controlled in the the kind of controlled economy with the powers that be it's about the self-censorship it is. It's, it's, yeah. it, it is, I guess, what you That's call a soft tyranny. <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, I like that soft tyranny. Soft tyranny. Well, yeah, because, I mean, That's going to be it. the name of our country. Soft tyranny. Welcome to the island of soft tyranny. We're the Curmudgeon Island. Right. Like when you look up the Wikipedia for Curmudgeon Island, it'll be political system, soft tyranny. Soft, <laughs> soft tyranny. <laughs> Hey, that that is also the state-run fabric softener too. Yes, soft tyranny. I you love know. it. We get the little bear, you know. Oh my god, oh. Cremudgeon Island. That will be our island. Soft tyranny. We got to make it a banking haven, though. That's if you're going to run an island, always make it a banking haven. Yeah, Cayman Schmaymans. We're gonna we're gonna bring yeah. in our own offshore cash yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. We're a soft tyranny. Soft tyranny by the Cremudgeons <laughs> Board of Tourism. Uh yeah. We have to go censor people, Jason. We yeah. have to go come down like 1984, you and I. And instead we'll be in a bar drinking tequila going, uh, can I do it later? Yeah. Are we just, <laughs> just drinking this tequila here? Or it's just someone running into the room yelling, you're censored, and then running back out. You'd be like, what? Okay. A soft tone. A, a velvet. Tyranny. We could be like a, a, the check, a velvet tyranny. I love it. Yeah. That's right, with the velvet glove, you know. With, yeah, velvet, yeah. If you're, uh, if you do something wrong that we don't like, yeah, we 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 lock you up and and you ha- we have to read like two hours of Vlakov Havel poems. It, <laughs> it would turn into that Monty Python the velvet uh, you tyranny. Know, beat him with the fluffy pillows. Oh, and it turns Dude, out we just you know. We just invented our own political system here. What is it that we don't do? Not a whole lot. We are all about solutions. We come up with yeah. screenplays. Screenplays. TV shows. TV shows. Songs. Songs. Uh, what else? Broadway plays. Broadway plays. Scientific yeah. ideas. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on the scientific ideas. Yeah. 
We just came up with a political system. You're welcome. The soft tyranny. Yeah, soft tyranny. Velvet. I think we need to write this. You need to go back. Like, you're writing. You're writing. You need to work this into your writing. That's right. <laughs> he he reached into his pocket and extracted a pair of velvet brass knuckles. I love that, yeah. You know? The velvet. Well, you know the the velvet revolution, right? Yeah. The That came up somewhere in my feet. That was a Czech, Czech Republic. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then yes. they made a statue to Frank Zappa. And they did. That's make, not all that bad. And you know it always leads to soft tyranny. Yeah. And we're, what the, is we're the, there. We, you know, for, for the... Frank Zappa will be our national anthem. One of his songs. See, we'd invention. have to fight the Czech Republic for it. Uh, uh, well, who else could we get then? Warren Zevon, maybe? I don't know. Maybe John Bon Jovi is... <laughs> He'll oh, just sing man. Runaway or whatever. Velvet Revolution. Runaway. Just for the yeah. folks who don't. Um, uh, say, the date, 17th November 1989 to 29th December 1989. It coincides with the fall of yeah. the Soviet Union. That's great. In Czechoslovakia. Velvet Revolution. Just I, I just wanted to bring this out because, you know, you people don't know. It was like, what are they talking about? Uh, Velvet Revolution, or Gentile, Gentle Revolution, mm-hmm. was a nonviolent, we like that, nonviolent transfer of power in what was then Czechoslovakia, occurring, as I gave you the dates, popular demonstrations against the one party government of the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia, combined students and mm-hmm. older dissidents. The result was the end of 41 years of one party rule in Czechoslovakia and the subsequent dismantling of the planned economy. And conversion to parliamentary republic. Right. That that was. Um, yeah. Well, we're 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 gonna go our own way a little bit, though. I I, I think that I I am now warming to the idea of John Bon Jovi doing the uh, uh, the national anthem. I'm 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 getting in my head right now that oh my gosh, the World Cup from 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 you know that's from from Cremudgeonia or wherever mm-hmm. we are. And you know they're all standing there. Please rise for the Cremudgeon national anthem. You know everyone's up there. I want to see sixty thousand people with their the hands Curmudgeon over their hearts. Velvet. Yes, their hands nice. over their hearts, singing. Tommy used to work on the dock. <laughs> I know, Union's right? been on strike. He's down on oh. his luck. It's tough. So tough. Gina works anyway. But. I. I I like going to the Curmudgeon Island. They're a little weird. They have a weird political system. Boy, their national anthem sucks, though. Right. They got to work on that. Yeah. What if we came out with like a weekly national anthem? We just change it. I like like that idea. We just show up and we change it. And people would get chastised for playing the wrong anthem. (laughs) You're playing the wrong anthem. We're up in our presidential box yelling down. That was last week. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. I'm in the mood for some Al Jarreau. How about you? <laughs> Al Jarreau, yes. You know, they just throw up, you know. We're in this love together. Dude, dude. How could you not have the national anthem of Curmudgeon Island not be Al Jarreau? Right. Come on. Everyone's sort of like, that's great. Yeah, everyone's moving and Now driving. I want a margarita. I'm good. Right. And when we feel feisty, maybe we break out an old Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. You're a real tough cookie. That's, a, that's our go-to-war anthem. Right, yeah. Hit me with your best shot. Right. That's a go-to-war. Go that's like when we're going to war. Right. We change the flag from from uh, 
From blue to red. Blue to red ah. velvet. <laughs> red velvet, right. Ah. But then we confuse them all with like Blue Easter Cult Godzilla. They were like, what? Yeah. What's that about? Maybe well, some... wait, wait till wait till the national anthem is in Agata Devita. Iron it's like fly. You're gonna have to wait for the drum solo, you guys. Right. Frankenstein. Yeah, we wanted to. do That this. would be the good one. It would be like, Ooh. you know, here could here comes some dignitaries from Singapore, or yeah. wherever. Yeah. It's like we're welcoming the Karajan Island. All of a sudden, it's like. <laughs> what? What are we thinking? Mm-hmm. We have to have fly like an eagle. Oh, Steve Miller, of Steve course. Steve Miller. And can we get Pat Boone to sing them all? <laughs> Smoke on the water, oh. fire in the sky. I almost, I almost put in world velvet. World <laughs> I, velvet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that would come up with. <laughs> one world, one velvet. I love oh, it. Oh, one world, one. We we mm-hmm. totally invented our own country. This is beautiful. This is utopia. I know. You know, people say, "Man, when I grow up, I'm gonna buy me a hut." On the beaches what? of Crema... What are we going to name our country, what, though? What would you describe would be the curmudgeon way of life? General oh. Jackassery. That's right. Tom Foolery. <laughs> uh, oh, Tom Jones. It's right. not unusual to be... Oh, yeah. yeah oh, Tom Jones. He's, uh, he's you know... What's new, con- pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I like that. And maybe, um, maybe Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, after, after the loving, <laughs> and they shoot up. The... That would be great. I can just see that as a national anthem. Yeah. It's like, yeah, after the love, you know, sitting in the box, you know, because you yes. have to have those box presidential, presidential boxes, boxes. And Engelbert, they pan up to us, and we just got tear. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that's just. Fantastic. I sing you to sleep after the loving. That's right. Maybe a little Robert Goulet. Oh my gosh. Um, throwing some. I, I don't Velvet. know. What yeah. did we call this? What is our, our system of government again? Oh, well, we're soft tyranny. Soft tyranny. Yeah, but we're, you know, we're. Soft we're... Crushed velvet tyranny. That's right. Soft crushed velvet tyranny. <coughs> wall to wall. Soft crushed. Tonight we announce on curmudgeon. Oh, wait a minute. I got to do the thing, right? Yeah, I'll do the crowd noise for that. On Convention Island today, we have announced a change in the political structure of the island. We have gone from soft tyranny to soft crushed velvet tyranny. And now, Mr. Engelbert Humperdinck will sing the national anthem of Cromagen Island. After the loving. After the loving. <laughs> uh, so it's, I, I think it's I sing Tomorrow, you to sleep. That's right. We'll break in. We'll just news breaks. We'll just break in on state-run TV. Tomorrow will be Corinthian leather tyranny. You know, we'll just, you know, rich, deep Corinthian leather. And then maybe a Ricardo Montalban lookalike comes on and does it. That's what we need. That's what I'm thinking. Please sing. Please stand. Oh, no, yeah, you too. <laughs> Please yes, stand. stand. Stand for your national anthem. So I sing you to sleep after <laughs> the loving. I brush back the hair from your eyes. Yes. <laughs> dude, dude, it has to be after the loving. It has to be after At the loving. At least the first initial anthem. Yeah. Once we get the copyright claims yeah. from a... Uh, from, uh, 
the file. Where, where, where did the copyright claims come from now? Oh, uh, you well, should know this. Uh, <laughs> we let's should. see. We'd have to pay for uh, what? Sound ads? Exchange. Sound Exchange. Yeah. What's There's what's like the Curmudgeon Islands gets hit with the Sound Exchange fee for for the? Oops, we better change that note. Change that name. Good day. We we pay him five thousand a month for After the Loving because we're using that as a national anthem, dude. This <laughs> sucks. This sucks. That's half our economy, dude. Right. Like we have to. We're now announcing an austerity. See, we'd have to announce an austerity package Ooh, because we have to yes. pay the sound exchange because we illegally used Engelbert Humperdinck's yeah. After the Lovin' as the uh, national anthem. Yeah. See, folks, it does, after the next hour, it does kick on up here. But if Engelbert, uh, if Engelbert still owns the rights to that, we could make our side deal know. with Engelbert. I, I I don't know. If, I don't know what Engelbert's up to. Intern, get in touch with Mr. Humperdinck. Let's make um, this happen. Oh, this is my favorite part. Yes. <laughs> That's so I sing you said after the love with the song I just wrote yesterday and then uh, where's the brush back your hair part? <laughs> So I sing you to sleep after Oh, that's yeah. in the third or fourth verse. We gotta wait for that. We I think we up put that we we have to have brush back your hair yeah. in the first verse we, for the national anthem. We do maybe we need old Captain and Brush Jamil. back <laughs> Oh Muskrat love. Yeah. Um And uh He then he later brushes back the hair from her eyes like or someone's eyes. Mm. Songwriters Alan Bernstein and Richard Ziegler. Mm. Mm-hmm. The duo of Bernstein and Ziegler. I think I think when we have the falling out or the sound exchange, then we'll have to go to some Paul Williams. Paul Williams? Yeah. Sure. And then we can invite Paul Williams down to sing the national anthem oh. in his Planet of the Apes 8 suit in Cornel- the original. Cornelius? Yeah. Or, well, it, it wasn't Cornelius. No, no. It was, you know else? what? We got this message a while back. It was it was Osho. I don't know. Um, it was – no, no. It wasn't – we got the message yes. of the role he played in Planet yes, of the yes, Apes yes, 6. Yes, yes. We'll have him do – see, that would be just brilliant. Mm-hmm. But we need to save that for like really special occasions. Yeah. Like if we hosted the World Cup or something, everyone shows up and here comes out Paul Williams. People are like, wow, these guys are first world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. Mm. <sighs> I'm, I'm also in favor of maybe a little bit of uh, Carol King. Virgil. 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 He that, played that's, Virgil. That's very good. Carol King. Maybe mm-hmm. some James Taylor. You know, still liking after the loving. Though. Oh, me too. Engelbert, he, he's a, he's our man. That is an anthem. That is that an is anthem. definitely our anthem. After the love, after the loving. Right. <laughs> we just feel like they're like with the traditional margaritas, right? In the box, just right. like and everyone's oh, got little umbrellas in their drinks. <laughs> everyone, yeah. put your hands over your hearts and rise for and, the nation. No, and 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 you have to lift your lift your margarita. Salute. I love it. I sing it asleep after. What a happy after place. What a happy the, place Curmudgeon Island would be. It would be a magical, magical the place. Soft tyranny. <laughs> Unicorns roam freely. We you know? punish people. But we'd either well, be soft, so high or drunk tyranny, that it'd be like, ah, oh, we'll get to the punishment later. Right. Just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> yeah, we just commute the same we'll, Or we'll send you to Singapore. Right. See? <laughs> oh! Exile to Singapore. Go! Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, but you know, soft tyranny. Everything's you know crushed red velvet, and it's it, it's it's good, dude. You know, people love it. It's Engelbert. Yeah, I would say yeah. we'd have to have Prince, but yeah, that's not going to well, work out so much. Yeah, I I I I I wouldn't mind a little Purple Rain every now and again just to throw in a yeah. little mix, but uh, but what Liberace? if we got Li- Liberace? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. I, I'm I'm down with this Engelbert Humperdinck thing. I am too. After the loving, I, I I'm I'm declaring it. Yes, I'm declaring it. Uh, the initial uh, articles of incorporation okay. of uh, the soft tyranny, the soft velvet tyranny what? of the Curmudgeon Island. Where do, do the we national call it? anthem will be? Island? I think so. Don't okay. you? Or the People's Republic? Because because then then the sequel would be back to Curmudgeon Island. Oh, monsters I like it. of Curmudgeon Island. I like it. You know, yeah, Curmudgeon Island. Uh, uh, yeah. Beyond Cromudgeon Island, beyond Cromudgeon right? Island. You know, I mean, you have to. It has to sound good. Yeah. Cromudgeon Island sounds good. By the way, you you gotta write that down for your stories. I it's there, and it would it would you know uh, one of the features would in the back would be a fake volcano. Yes, a fake volcano, palm trees swaying. You know, yeah. maybe oh look, there's a nice maybe a giant gorilla. A gorilla. You yeah. gotta have gorilla. A giant gorilla. But I want something. More. We'll call him Bobby. We'll Bobby up. the giant gorilla. Yeah, and his pal is a koala bear. And he'd bear. come down, yes, with the koala bear. Yeah. He's like a 18-foot-high gorilla yes. named Bobby. He would come down, and everyone would freak out. I was like, what? <laughs> All of a sudden, I sing it as Play the national anthem. Right. I sing it asleep after the love. And Bobby would be like, oh. Uh, and he just lays down uh, and goes lay to down, sleep. Kind of, uh. See, that's why yeah, everyone, we would have After the Lovin' as the national anthem. Because yeah. it would put Bobby, the giant monster gorilla, who lives on Curmudgeon Island, on the other side of the volcano. Yeah. And wants to come down and terrorize us. He wants to. But, but he doesn't because we put him to sleep with the national anthem. That, and Gilbert Humperdinck's. After the love, yeah, that is literally the power we are on of Engelbert, it, Engelbert Humperdinck. The funny thing is, the tourists are like, "Oh my gosh, he looks so scary!" Until they noticed Bobby was carrying a mai tai, and yeah, and the soft and the soft and the soft dulcet tones of After the Love, that's right, calmed everyone down. I mean, today is Bobby, tomorrow the world. In We're, Beyond Cremudgeon Island, Beyond Cremudgeon Island, Bobby goes and fights giant lizards. He has to, and. Because the lizard men has shown space up. Space robot alien, I think. Yeah, yeah. Can we do? Can we do like a mirror version of uh, Santa Claus? I already, the I'm already visualizing the show graphic for the show now. Yeah. <laughs> Conquest of Curmudgeon Island. <gasps> Conquest of Curmudgeon Island. Li- lizard men show up, and Bobby leads the revolt. Yes, and he see he saves it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, Bobby is like, you know, Bobby the giant gorilla uh, is. Uh, He's, you know, he's he's monster. He's a monster. It's untamed monster. He is. But when it comes down, he's a patriotic when the, when the, monster. When the money's down on the table, when it comes down to yeah. saving Curmudgeon Island, what does Bobby do? Saves us all. He saves us all. Right. And he saves us with style because of Engelbert Humperdinck. That's right. And I, I like the fact that at the, at the final climactic scene, Bobby, it looks like all oh, the day is lost. It's going to be a dark ending. But here comes Engelbert. With a cordless microphone, yeah, and he the whole b- battlefield just lays down. They turn their swords into plowshares, right, right there. Giant Gila lizard, Gila, freaking that big old tail whipping around, 
taken out the huts, yes. took out our favorite bar. Yes. Bobby. Save us, Bobby. And next thing you know, <laughs> here comes Engelbert. And, Lots of stop motion. And then because. Lots of, you know, Harryhausen. Right. Stop motion with the uh, fur, weirdly. Borderline claymation. Yeah, no, and, 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 and the fur just oddly changes on the model. You, yeah. you ever notice that? Like, yeah. like the thumbprint of the artist that's <laughs> moving the, the thing. Why right. you, you know, it's like, all of a sudden the hairstyle is like, you know. Right. And because it is Curmudgeon Island and magic things happen on Curmudgeon Island. Magic. The, magic happens. Magic on, happens on Curmudgeon Island. Fan, look, dude, it's not even Fantasy Island. It's Curmudgeon Island. Fantasy magic Island. happens. That's what the tourists come for. Right. They come off the love boat. They come off to the Curmudgeon boat. Island. To Curmudgeon Island. For magic to happen. Yes. They, they you know, if you are a uh, tired and burned out banker, your your marriage is on the rocks. So Jamie Farr and Adrian Barbeau they come as a couple. Up. They would show up. To reinvigorate their marriage. Yes. Bobby, you know, puts lays around their head, gives them a Mai Tai. Arr. Oh wow, that's great! And then, um, and then that night. At oh, the, and uh, as they're stepping off of the the love boat, because yeah. the love boat takes you to Crimson Island, sure, for your weekend, yeah, of self discovery, repairing your marriage, or becoming a man, or what, whatever sort of or issue lost, you have. To, you've lost your soul, and you need to regain it back. You go to yeah. and you find your humanity at Crimson yeah. Island. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. My mind wandered into a very weird place about <laughs> losing your soul. Oh, and it's like, I know about what Germany. We have lost our soul. We want to find it again. Where do, where do we go? Have oh, you... you want us to take off our uniforms. Okay. Um, where is this Cremagen Island? Uh, uh, <laughs> clink! <laughs> <laughs> if we could just... Dude, dude. You know, thirty days in Cremudge Island. You know that our dream of a pile of cash to make a movie, yes, would take probably every sitcom TV show that you and I ever watched Magic. as a kid, and somehow put all the characters at some point, like you're Cremudge Island, and here's yeah. Clink and the boys from Hogan's Heroes, and you're just yeah. like, what? You know, it, 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 I, I, I really, really would yeah. strive to take a lot of money to make the worst film. Ever made? Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Proudly, yeah, proudly. It's so bad, it's good. People yeah, are like wow. Well, if it works for the South Park it's, guys, it sucks. Right, it sucks in a good way. Anyway, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so you come off. Yeah. Okay, you come off the boat. Okay, because tourism. Well, tourism would have to. I mean, that's have. To, we'd have to make some money, right? Got it. We got to stay afloat. In somewhere. theory, in theory, that would be like week. That would be like week. You know, yeah. twelve of our new government. We'd be sitting there drinking uh, margaritas. It's like the bottle would be out, and it's like now Oops. what? It's like well, we the treasury is now empty. It's like what treasury? What's a treasury? It's right. like well, you have to make money. <laughs> it's like oh, we have to make money. And by the way, we got this big sound exchange bill. It just says sound exchange. Has right. a picture of Engelbert Humperdinck after the loving. Right. Fifty thousand dollars. Gotta pay it. Um, of course, one would argue. And then we'd be like, "Oh, what could we do? Tourism? Mm. Sell condos? Excellent. Sell timeshares? 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 And then each week, uh, a, a cast." 
from a classic sitcom, follow yes. me on this, yes. would rent a timeshare on Curumudgeon Island. Oh, that would be great. Family ties one week. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the Hogan's other Heroes. Yes. Silver Spoon shows up. Huh? You never know. Cheers. Yeah. Would come because, you know, Sam has gotten out of the bar business and he needs to do something. They'd rent a condo. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe. A he, vacation. He opens up his own little bungalow bar mm-hmm. down there. Sam Mayday Malone. Cast of MASH. Cast of MASH shows up. There's Alan Alda. He's got a Mai Tai. He's looking good. Yeah. They just walk in. Yes. Like through the door. Yes. Figure out where to bunk each one of them. Good Lord. Do I do I see Soleil Moon Fry over there? Punky Brewster in uh, yeah, the flesh? Yeah, yeah. That would be great. I would love that. Uh, you know, it, you can never, it never stop, too. There's, you know, is anyone from Petticoat Junction still around? I Green don't know. Acres? Doesn't matter. We'll, There's CG, dude. We can CG it. Cremudge Island really does welcome that Cotter. Yeah, every, exactly. You exactly. Know? Gabe Kaplan, there's oh. Do you imagine the episode where 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 uh, the cast from Happy Days comes in? Fonz would jump a shark again. He would jump a shark out in the lagoon. Yeah, right. Because and, and and Joni will love Chachi again. She That's will. Right. She'll do that. And then you know, Mister and Mrs. C are out there. They're wearing their you know, you know whatever they're wearing. They got. Med, med detect, you know, metal detectors on the beach, and they found. Oh, look at that! It's an old you know, I, unicorn I, artifact. It's I, worth millions. I heard a recent episode with Mrs. C. Excellent. Uh, uh, do you know Marion Ross? Marion Ross. Mm-hmm. I think she's uh, rather. I mean, she's she's not twenty nine. No, she she's actually. I want to. Uh, she was. She's got to be up into her seventies and eighties by now. Uh, let me. I want to pull this up because I was actually surprised. No, 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 dude. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Marion Ross is 89 years old. Oh, God bless her. Mrs. C. And she's sharp. I heard her on a radio show. Yeah. An interview. Oh. Like, recent interview on a radio show. We need to get Marion Marion Ross, 89 years old. Sharp, like... Sharp as a tack. Yeah. You know what she said? Mm. She and Mr. C did not get along. Bosley? She and Tom, she, she and Tom Bosley? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of a jerk to me. They were America's couple. I know, right? How can... Oh. It was funny. I was listening to this radio show. I was like, ooh, dirt. Dirt on an old sitcom that nobody remembers anymore. The next thing you're going to tell me is Henry Winkler is an Italian. No, no, she, no she, she, she had very nice things to say about Ron yeah. Howard, Henry oh. Winkler. Yeah. But she did not have the nicest things to say about Tom Mosley. Wow. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is so good. Oh, please give me the dirt. Were things really stressful down at his yeah. uh, hardware store there in, in, yeah. in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Yeah. Man. But they did say, she was like, oh, Henry, he's such a wonderful guy. You know? That's actually, everyone has always said that about Henry Winkler. Yes. Uh, well, you you were there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. You were there. I yeah. remember because I posted your video. <laughs> yeah, Henry, how you doing? Yeah, he was selling a book or something. He was. He was very gracious. You talked to him, right? He, yeah, yeah, very nice guy. I've, that's all I've ever heard is that Henry's a... Yeah, him and Ron Howard both, I've heard that they are extremely yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind... Totally cool. ...people, yeah. Yeah. Who don't need to be. They don't. Like, I mean, if I were Henry Winkler, yeah, I mean, how, how old is Henry Winkler? I mean, let's 70s? be honest. Yeah. But Marion Ross... Marion Ross is 89 years old. And she is. And she was calling into a radio program, giving an interview. We got to go get her. I was just like, yep, yep. The that's, cr- that's, uh, the cr- uh yeah, he's 70, uh, good job. Uh, Henry Winkler is 72. Excellent. 72 years old. Yeah. Born in Manhattan, New York. Go there figure. Go right? figure. Yeah. Uh, 72 years old. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, he doesn't like if I were Henry Winkler, he looks good for seventy. People would come up to me yeah. years later because people still know who the Fonz is. Yeah, I mean, when, Nick at Night, all that stuff. Yeah, I just like in their face. I'm the Fonz. Get out of my face. You know, I just right. Fonz doesn't need to talk to anybody. If I was Henry Winkler, I would never take off the brown leather jacket. No. I would be pounding on the side of jukeboxes. My right. office would be the local bathroom, wherever it's at. I know, right? You know, that's what I would do. On Curmudgeon Island. On Curmudgeon Island. <laughs> the Brady's. The Brady's would have to go to... Because it would be like the Hawaii special. Bobby's got the tiki doll. He's got to uh, head back to... Big giant tarantula. Bad things are happening to him. He's got to go back to Virgin Island to make it right. Voodoo. Yeah, voodoo's going on. Brady mm. voodoo is going My on. My own personal favorite? Yeah. Oh, this will be one, Jason. I'll be hands-on Excellent. on Curmudgeon Island. Excellent. Come on. Because it mixes sitcom with music. Oh, the Partridge Family. Sha la la la. Oh, no, the Partridge Family. Come on, everyone get happy. Everyone get happy because I, I can't wait. I'll be. You know what? Shirley Jones? I'll ask. Yes, yeah. I'll ask. Danny Danny Bonaduce. I'll ask if I could play tambourine and yes. sing backup when we do the song because there will be a song. There's got to be a song. There's a medley. We're here on Curmudgeon Island. Come on, get happy. Yes, you know, and I'll play the tambourine. Yes. in the background. I want to be the guy that's like the fourth guy from the left out in the yeah. out in the like the the little uh, yeah where they're giving their giving their uh, on the beach where they're Mr. doing Kincaid their concert. Mr. Kincaid will check in the yeah as he always does. They pull up on the bus. <laughs> the bus has like it's wa- it's a water version bus, you know. Yeah, it comes up there and they get off. It's like an almost like an amphibious assault by the Partridge family. They show up, they start singing. We're having a good time. Uh, Danny Bonaducci, he's still rocking his red hair. Life is good on Curmudgeon yeah. Island. You know, you know that whole like Malcolm it. Young thing where people were, yeah. like just yesterday, were like R.I.P. Malcolm Young, yes, who died in November of last year. Yes, three people died in that like week, and one of them was David Cassidy, if you remember. Yes, yeah. so David Cassidy actually died on the twenty first. Malcolm died like a few days around that. Right. So but, like it was one of those end of year. People, right. celebrities, well, but because of dying, but because of the well-known magical properties of uh, Curmudgeon Island, Dave Cassidy will live on. Well, no, 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 no. We, we have CGI, like mm. CGI. We just can't clone them, yeah. like Doctor Moreau. Mm. Mm. Working on sci-fi angle. Oh, you're after my heart, Jason. When I'm you're just, talking about cloning, I'm just, clone army. Oh, clone army. We have our clone defense. Clone, that would be it. See, we would get invaded yeah. in beyond the Battle of Curmudgeon Island. We got a clone. Or would it just be Battle of Curmudgeon Island? Conquest. Conquest of Bi- Curmudgeon, Island. Curmudgeon Island. Yeah. That's like what? Episode four? Four. Or, or four or five. Four or five yeah. in the series? Let's make it five. In the, yeah, I, I say five. Five. In Conquest. the uh, um, battle. So battle. For Curmudgeon Island? Oh, that sounds pretty good, too. Battle, battle for, for Curmudgeon Island. Yeah, I think yes. Battle for... And so, I, I don't know I who, like that. Is battle it for. space aliens, or who would invade? I, 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 I kind of wanted to be... Uh, Russians. Li- li- Russians! <laughs> what about Russians and lizard men? Yes. It's like a team up. Yeah. You know? I mean, the Russians lizard... are the boogeymen, so why not? Yeah. They're, they're uh, the, the lizard men are the Russians, shock troops, the but they're led by yeah. Russians. Yeah. Because hey, that's like every Golden Globus movie ever made. Exactly, lizard men, lizard men led by Russians invasion UFA. So they USA. invade, 
nothing but we're soft. Like we're soft here. I mean, it's looking bad for Curmudgeon Island. It, They've taken everything over on the surface. It's like I know, it's and then it's bad. it's going to be like you know what are we doing? We're in the last bar. We're huddled together with the cast of Mash, yes. Hawkeye, and stuff, drinking the last of the martini. Tequila's yeah. out. And we're like, oh my god. Which, by the way. It's Friday, man. I'm ready for a cocktail. Yeah, we're trying to um, drink. But anyway. The, um, the real crisis, though, is when the ice machine goes on the fridge. Mm. Oh, like, hell yeah. General, ice machine is down. Holy the, crap. The, you know, the the whole tavern goes silent. Well, Curmudgeon Island is taken. I mean, we're, we're... Are we underground at that time? Things are bad. We've gone underground in the volcano? No, that, that comes in the weird episode okay. six. Oh, okay. That is battle for the... Curmudgeon Island or something. Right, that's where the we... The nuclear mutants or whatever. Right, that's where we just... And we, the that's where the Paul Williams comes in. Paul just Williams. as Virgil. But yeah. anyway, and we get a yeah. bus. Um, yeah, of course, maybe part But of we're like fighting, right? Yes, yes. But not really. The yeah. island's taking over. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's worried. We're out of tequila. Yeah, ice machine. <sighs> yeah. Uh, We've run out of uh, umbrellas. Uh, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck has fled the country. He has. Fled the island, so no... No anthem, right? And I don't like the way he left either. He just said he had a sudden gig in Paraguay and took off. Well, he's Welsh, isn't he? Well, I don't know. He's mm-hmm. Humper with a name like Humperdink. He's you know he could claim anywhere his home. I think it's made up, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So then, what happens is last hour, like there's the invading forces. What do we do? Is it a button? Do we make a call? What do oh, we do? Something. Oh. There's some action. We do something. Yeah, we fled to the panic room because things are... Right. Yeah. But it's like our last district where we do something. Yes. And then uh, on the beach, doors open on the beach. It's got to be a button then. It's, it's like the Thunderbirds. It's a, a plastic covered button. Yeah. And you lift it up and your hand it hovers says, over it because you know there's It's a no red moment. button that says push this. Yes. It's a push. Case no, of- it says push. And your hand hovers, and it starts shaking because you know that there's no yeah. going back from this. Oh, and right. You and then all of a sudden the beach, yeah, turn into doors like raises. And then the and then the uh, in the hotel, the hotel pool, the big giant Olympic size hotel pool separates, oh. opens up. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're thinking like rockets and stuff. No. Giant platform comes up. It's a clone army of sitcom characters. Yes, outfitted. It's like it's it's Mrs. Cunningham in a commando outfit. Come on, boys, let's go. She's like decked out. She's got rocket launchers. Yes. She's got the thing. Yes, the- Fonzie comes up through you know, Henry Winkler. Fonzie comes up. comes up in a tank. Hey. There's only one way you would ever see Fonzie: tank commander. Right in that leather jacket, kind of yes. tank commander. Like you would see the tank, and the Fonz would be there. Hey, you right. know, and he's not wearing he's not wearing the tank helmet because it's going to mess up his hair. Yeah, no, 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 no. So he no, raises no. up, you know, and then you know, and then Richie yells, "Sit on it," you know, and then yeah, stuff like Laverne and Shirley show up because that's what they do. The big ragu, they'd makes all be his... in commando. Uh, I mean, they're like highly trained because they're highly a clone trained. army. They're clone much army. like. Yeah. And George Lucas is the general. He's like in the back going, "See, I told you <laughs> this is going to work." <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't believe me that the clone army would work, but. It this is a clone army. Good thing we called up Geonosis. Or not Geonosis. I can't remember. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> Star Wars nerds. Uh, <laughs> listen. No, that was where they built the Death Star. Right. Uh, right. What was the clone part? I don't know. Camino. 
It was on Camino. See, I'm trying to remember all this. Cr- why? It was I Camino. It was, the cl- I thought it was the cloners of, on Camino. I thought it was out of an abandoned General Motors. I anyway. don't know. But yes, they show up. Mm, rising in there. There's Fonz. There's Mrs. C. Uh, mm-hmm. You you got uh, the people from Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and you know what? Family no times. matter what, Klinger yes. would still be trying to get out of the unit. He is. Even he's, as a clone, he's wearing a dress. He's like... I, I shouldn't be. I'm trying to get the four F or whatever. Yeah, he's trying to do. Yeah, radar. Radar already knows how the battle's gone because he's got that. Engelbert Humperdinck is 82 years old, and he's still feisty as heck. He was no. He was born in Madras, British India. Wow, I did not know that. Wow, I think, I think Tom Jones is Welsh. One of somebody's Welsh. Mm. Yeah, he was born in Madras, British India. Let's see. Oh, I know what our battle, because because we we're we're into this. We're into this, right? Yeah. I know what our battle music will be. Dun, 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 Clone dun. Dio. Clone. Could be like last in line. Could be holy diver. But not. Oh no, rainbow a, in the dark. Rainbow in the dark. There because you go. we are. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Could you imagine going into a battle with a clone? Characters, clone characters from sitcom army mm-hmm. as commandos mm-hmm. with Dio singing mm-hmm. Rainbow in the Dark. Can I add one movie guy though? Just, just oh yeah, oh yeah, no, I, do, I want, do, do, do. we're cool. I want we're odd, cloning. We we'd be like, pff, yeah. I don't know. I want, and Abraham Lincoln. Why not Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln? Yeah, I right. want Donald Sutherland as Oddball from Kelly's Heroes. Oh, He's sitting how on, about just all of Kelly's Heroes? Yes, dude. they're on the tanks next to the fire. Telly Savalas. Right. Stop. Don Rickles? Yeah. That, that's all Kelly's heroes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Klinger's trying to get it. I can't be here. I've got to go somewhere else. You know, and Don... Even the German guy with the scar? Yes. And, and Don Southern looks down the Klinger and says, hey, stop with those negative waves, Moriarty. Yes. And it's just... Yes. It's, it's a beautiful moment. It's I know. It's a beautiful moment. No, we can... It's a clone army, dude. It's a clone army. You can clone, clone anybody. Anybody you want. Ooh. I mean, it's like Westworld, right? With the yeah and the stuff. Yeah, it'd be like really cool. They wouldn't know what hit them. They wouldn't know. And what here's hit the him. thing: Lou, even if they're not, if the, they're not good fighters, no, we're talking sitcom characters. So there's some sort of thing. Like, could you imagine? You could you imagine dollars. a hero like Gilligan? Yes. I mean, he would be a hero of the battle with his him and the skipper. So many things would go awry. You'd fling out a sailor cap and yeah. have like... Re- He'd be the like Jar Jar Dangers. Binks. He'd be the Jar Jar Binks of this battle. Playing oh, Jar Jar Binks. Bob Denver. No, I'd, oh. I'd love that. Yeah. And then but I want popular culture uh, things too. Like L- Little Debbie from Little Debbie Snack Cakes. She jumps up there, you know. Well, would she... Would she? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say she could like have the commissary, but no. I kind of if, if you had a little Debbie, little Debbie with a, a with one of those how many millimeter machine guns? I'm, she's got the fifty caliber going, dude. She's, oh. she's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that you know in a Commando. Little Debbie, she's we are now. Lord and Miller, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> but see, we'd get fired off a Star Wars movie too. Um, but not off Cremudgeon Island. See, that would be That's it. We, we did it with that, and then all of a sudden there'd be Lego care, Lego Batman. It would be like, oh dear lord, Things would Jason, be- you've gone a little overboard on the cloning here. I I couldn't stop. Right? You'd be like, because you'd be the head of the cloning. I'd end up, and you'd be, and, and it would just be like, 
the the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yes. You know, I'd be like, dude, yes. what pop culture reference did you? Yes, I would do. I would do all of that, and I'd it would even, be just like. Uh, I would have the Green Giant come out. Ho ho ho! Green Fury, Giant. like Fury Road. Did you, ever oh, see, yeah. did you see Fury Road with yeah, the Mad guitar Man. player guy? Except it would be Hendrix and the Experience. It'd be like, yeah. Purple Haze. All that. Oh, man. Yes. It would yes. just be. The Rat Pack would come alive again. Here they come. Right out of the sands. They'd right be, onto they'd the be sand like of... colonels and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, Sinatra I know Sinatra chair, was like, he did the, the war, war movies and stuff. Yeah, but From Here to Eternity? Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's more like the 60s kind of Rat Pack, the Vegas, Robin so they're the older. Yeah. So they're like kind of in their, their like lieutenant and colonel. Because, yeah. I mean, Dean Martin, you know, yeah. I'd be like. And Dean's half crocked, you know, he's got a martini. Oh, he'd be on the horn. Right. Dean would be on the horn. Right. Dino, get on the horn. Call up, call up the infantry over on that beach. There. Right. But then what do we call that? The left beach? No, but if you're coming in from here, it's the right beach. No, but it's the left beach from our... Wait a minute. Is it stage left or audience left? Yeah, I, you know. And, but Dean, he, he's he's above this, all right? He's like, kid, just pick a beach. And yeah. Like, okay, sure, Dean. We're going to go Ooh, do it. Oh, I like that. Just yeah. pick a beach. Just pick a kid. Pick a beach. And then here comes, you know, Jerry Lewis, because, you know, it's Martin and Lewis comes around. Hey, ladies! And it's <laughs> great. People are like, wow. You got Minnie Pearl from Hee Haw. <laughs> They would be no no no, are whatever Russians. Yes. No offense, Russians. I, I love them, but best people I've ever. The Russians. Salt of the but earth. the Russians yes. who are battling us with yes. the lizard Soviet era Russians. Maybe they're Soviet lizard Russians. Of course, Wasn't, there was a movie like that once. Yeah. We're cloning them too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they're they're in battle, right? Yeah. And they're they're up in the sticks, right? Here's the thing with the, yes. with all, and all yes. of a sudden it's the hee haw cast yes. coming up, you know? Yeah, there's Buck Owens and, and Roy. But you know, you know how they're always in the woods there, and they mm-hmm. tell jokes. Mm-hmm. It's like, now where are you all going? It'd be like them in the Green Acres cast with with, with right. shotguns. Where do you think you're going? Hey, I heard a good one, by the way. You lizard people might like this. Population of the Hee Haw Army, 25,000. Salute. Oh, man. This would be so good. I mean, and it would be, I mean, we're talking CGI. Mini Pearl. Yeah. She's rolling out there. Right out of the, you know how they would come out of the cornfield? Grandpa Jones. Grandpa Jones. Shows up. Yes. It would be perfect. And then you'd have, uh, and then you'd have, uh, um. Oh man! Then you'd end up with with because now we're in full yeah, you know, Saving Private Ryan Star. I mean, there's it's like oh uh, apocalypse now. I mean, you got to have like yeah. the helicopters yeah, right? Oh yeah, and all that stuff. It, with, it's mass chaos with, with all your favorite a... uh, movie and uh, uh, sitcom characters yeah, yeah. fighting this. God, I'm battle, and you're just like these explosions and stuff. With a little tour, tour, tour thrown in for good measure with Kelly's Heroes for a little slapdash comedy. And just off to the right as it pans out, there's a platform and Lawrence Welk. Dun dun. Bubbles are rising. Dun dun dun. dun, Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It would be so good. It would be great. It would be a huge epic, epic fight. I guess, I mean, we'd lose some people. We'd be sad about it, but we can clone them back. But they're cloned. Right. It's a clone army. They're a clone of army. Of sitcom characters. Yeah, don't, and don't other... weep for Buck Owens. He's he's coming out in, in Act 3. You know, he's yeah. back. You know? I like it. We'd have to have Inspector Clouseau. 
Oh, Peter Sellers. How can you not have Peter? <laughs> Him and Cato, man. Yeah. They get out there. It, who, it, it was Cato, right? Yes. Cato, not now. Right. <laughs> Fighting the battle. Right. I and mean, then they'd run into the Green Hornet in Cato, and he'd be like, I am so confused ooh, now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's momentary who are confusion. You? But they band together. That's yeah. what they do. So I, James I, I Bond. Like James Bond. You get, and you got all of them. You got Sean Connery. You got George Lazenby. Oh, my word. Up. That would be our commando team. All yeah. right, commandos. All of a sudden, here's all the, what is it, like seven, I don't know, say, or however many James Bonds. Yeah. All dressed as commando wow. Bonds. It's all like, dressed, all right. And they've got, they've except, got except, uh, camouflage tuxedos. Yeah. Because they still got to go in style. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I was just going to say, they'd all be commando bonds, except Roger Moore would still be wearing the white dinner jacket. He was like, right. I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to do this in style. Right. You always wear the stylish one, Roger. Right. Yeah. Got to do that. Uh, all of them, uh, they're, yeah. know, they're just double O Command- whatever. The what? double O uh, team. Yeah. Double O team. Just double O commandos. Yeah, yeah, double O commandos. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Episode I mean, five, Battle. Right. For Curmudgeon Island. Battle for Curmudgeon Island. You got, you got all the Star Treks there. Kirk oh, and Picard how, side how, by side. How how did I miss this? See, this is why you're in charge of the clone army. Because Kirk Because I wouldn't even think of half this stuff. Right. And you'd be like, you, you know, and, it'd and, be like, oh, well, we've got the Trek battalion now. And it's like, Kirk? And, Kirk? oh, my God, you got like... How you've got like a thousand red shirts? Well, this is great. You know? Yeah, and, and the cool thing about it, we already know the phasers. Yes, right. But the cool thing about it is destroying Kirk, that Soviet lizard army. And who knows how to fight lizards? Kirk. Oh, he's already taken on the Gorn. He knows. That would be actually that would be the final battle. That would be fun because after we've kicked all our TV show clone army characters have kicked the butts of the Soviet lizard invasion army of Kermudgeon Island. You'd have the final general. I am General Boris Lizard. Who right. is the man? Hand to hand, and it would be Kirk be with Kirk. the rip, with the rip shirt. Right. Oh, you know, someone would walk in makeup. Here's how it blood happens. on the thing. Here's how it happens. It's like Kirk would come out. Here's how it happens. All right, they're on the beach. They've cornered the last, the last lizard man, the yeah. the, the, the 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 king of lizard men, yeah. and he's like, this guy's like about send out your best, right? The, the the crowd parts, crowd parts, right? And here comes Kirk. Yeah, and he's and his, with his torn lines, shirt. They bam right in his face. He goes torn shirt, dude. I will handle. Don't forget boys. the torn shirt. Yes, gotta have torn shirt. Yeah, I'll handle those boys. Right. And then like, and then the trailer when it when we do the like set your phasers to stun, be you know or set your phasers to fun. Set your phasers. Set your phasers to fun as you rollick on Cremudgeon Island. Well, I think at the end there, like if he gets into trouble, um, if he gets into real trouble, yeah, uh, the the Colonel Boris Lizard, Soviet Lizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty big. Yeah, right. I don't know where Bobby is because we need Bobby the giant. Volcano Guru. They they might have got him tied down or something. We see Bobby's gone on a uh, he's gone on yeah. a uh, undercover mission. He is out there in the bay in the lagoon, uh, dismantling their uh, their weird Russian spacecraft so they can't get home. Oh, 
That's a good idea. Yeah, he's he's out there, you know. Anyway, uh, him and him and Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, they've oh, gone in there to to, to dismantle. Of course, yeah. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, you gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have it. So, so what would happen is, yeah, as he's like being slung around fighting the bed, he'd do a little handoff. A handoff. Tank two team. guys. Okay. Ooh. Only only two other guys Ooh. could help in this tag team with Kirk. Yeah. Shatner Kirk. Yeah. And that would be one Jim West. Jim. Jim West. Okay. Wild yeah. Wild West. Yeah. 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 And oh, same guy, Pappy Boynton. <laughs> Bob. Bob. Oh, that same guy. <laughs> Just one a little younger, one a little older, right? Right. One of the courses. Uh, what was his, down. What was his name? Um, What's that? Uh, Pappy Boynton, Jim West. Uh, uh, oh, who's the actor? Yeah. Uh, uh, knock oh. the battery off my thing. Yeah. Can't remember. Uh, it was uh oh, what's his name? There was even a young John Larroquette in that in that series too. Oh, in uh in uh, uh yeah, Baba Bachi. Yeah. It was young John. Oh, so which John yeah. Larroquette do you get? Do you, well? Wait a minute. He's got to be nice. Wait a minute. It. You'd have three clone John Larroquettes because you'd have yeah, why choose? You'd have you'd have Bap, uh, the Baba Black Sheep John Larroquette. Yep. You would have the Night Court John Larroquette, and then you'd have the Klingon. John Larroquette. Eh? Star Trek that's, 3. Was it Star ma- Trek 3? I think it's Star magic. Trek 3. That's magic. Star Trek 3. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need that. Oh. That would be just... That would be awesome. I'm sorry. This, Robert Conrad. Robert Conrad. Yeah, you, you got a little... You need a little Bobby Bob Conrad, Conrad in our... Because you know if you have clone Bob Conrad... Yeah, if we got to... kick some butt. Right, but if we got to do him... Not get, only is he Jim West. No. Like, this, remember, remember, I remember this. As a kid. Honest to God, we used to have this thing. Mm-hmm. Who'd kick ass? Kirk? Yeah. In, in a fight. Yeah. Cage match. Kirk, yeah. Jim West. Ooh. James Kirk, too. I know, it was like such a matchup. It was like, Ooh. boy, I'd be like, that sounds like a draw. You know who else we Because they're both like yeah. tough, tough. Men of Ripping action. stuff. Blood on the, down the thing. Yeah. Fake blood. Yeah. And, and smart. Right. And smart. Always smart with the fighting. Always smart. And they had the same backflips and stuff, remember? Yep. Kind of the with the flip and the... You kind of, Similar styles. Smash, yeah. Right? You know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. yeah. And, but then we need we need another uh, combination. We need um, James Arnett from Gunsmoke. Mm. He's got to show up. But then, working another movie magic, we, we need uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. Well, sure. He shows up. He's doing his thing. That's what he does. You know, and at the very end of it all, Ronaldo <laughs> kicks his goal, and he's in. And then what happens? He like yes, and they they no, turn that's around, it, and then him and Pele high five. That's what it is. In the end, once we've defeated the Soviet lizard guys, yeah, the survivors, the clone survivors. I'm assuming the Soviet lizard army is a bunch of clone lizards too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the, they're all the same except one guy has a beret. It's like, oh, that's that's Roy. He's he's a little different. Yeah, he's. We do, we just threw that in there so you could tell the difference. That right. it was. They all look the same, but we just thought we'd right. make one an individual. Oh, you know, that's Roy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the one with the beret. Can I, he's can the I, lizard with the beret. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, 
can I make a special request? What? Can at the end of the movie, after they high five and the, and the screen uh, slowly goes to black, can we have the end end theme be the fo- uh, Footloose? Got to cut foot. Kick off your Sunday shoes. You could do it. Yeah. I don't know. That would be during the friendly soccer game at the end. Yes. Everyone's happy. That's where we get Ronaldo and Pele. Peace breaks out. Versus the lizard team. Versus the lizard team. And they're, they're not bad soccer players, but they're trying. Their tails always get in the way. Yeah. And then the footloose. Well, Kenny, because Kenny Loggins has to. Yeah. I don't know what song he would do. Maybe footloose, maybe not. Well, but it has during to be done. the battle, it has to be. It has to be Top Gun. It, ha- it has. Yeah. Oh, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Yeah. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Man, this has got so much promise. <laughs> you'd be, you'd suck so bad. You know why? Because mm. as we're sitting in our <laughs> box seats watching the battle for, because we'd still be like, is it still empty? Is right. it still empty? Uh, like licking the secret. <laughs> I'd get a little bit left, right? Yeah. Radar, could you get us a little more tequila? We're as we're sitting there watching yeah. the battle, right? Yeah. For Battle of Curmudgeon Island. You know what the problem would be? Hmm. I, I'd be like, I'd look at you and I'd be like, no, you didn't. And you'd be like, did what? You didn't. What? You cloned Tom Cruise eyes wide shut Tom Cruise? Not Maverick them. Tom Cruise? All of them. Not not freaking Jason. All not Mission Impossible Tom Cruise. Not Risky action. Business. Not action Tom Cruise. Uh, all of them. You got eyes wide shut Tom I Cruise? Did. I did. Soft Cruise? We needed Hard Cruise. We needed a Maverick Tom Cruise. We needed Mission Impossible Tom Cruise. We need a Soft Cruise for the Soft Daddy. No, no, you ended up Eyes Wide Shut Tom Cruise. It was like, how are we going to go into battle with Eyes Wide Shut Tom Cruise? No, but we'll fit him in somewhere. Maybe he could work for the Quartermaster score. I don't know. But we got to have all of them. Wait, he's talking to one of the lizards. He's asking if he wants to take a personality test. Right. Ooh, this might work. Uh, <laughs> and they beat him with Scientology. <laughs> oh. I love it, dude. I love it. Oh, that was... Send your cards and letters. Russians right. and Scientologists. That's right. Um, Battle for uh, Curmudgeon Island. Episode... Movie number six in the box set. Yep. Look for it at fine... Find video stores everywhere somewhere in the 2050s <laughs> it'll be trust a, me it'll be a thing yeah come back in 2015 and go Islands. to target it'll be there uh yeah there's a world cup going on and i'm not keeping up with it all i know yeah, all i know is that ronaldo scored a bunch of goals and go ronaldo so i gotta watch the replay uh yeah. otherwise we gotta go right <laughs> and i'm thirsty right i am uh, for some reason I'm really thirsty. Like a margarita sounds really good right now. <laughs> all of this movie, all of this movie magic sure builds an appetite. Yes, it does. Anyway, oh my, oh my, I like it though. I like a Curmudgeon Island, yeah. the Velvet Revolution, Soft Tyranny, and the Battle for Curmudgeon Island. Oh, look what I did! And uh, and Bobby the Giant Gorilla behind the volcano. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping by the time you get you get the show graphic done on the car on the way home. Right. Oh, tonight's going to be the movie poster. Yeah. 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 All right. So I, I guess World Cup. World Cup. Is this weekend. Yep. There's probably other sporting like baseball and oh, sure. stuff. But, sure. But World Cup is, is going to be the thing. Yep. Get to I'll it. I'll catch up on it. And uh, in the meantime, 
wait for a theater coming to you. Curmudgeon Island.